What's up, everybody? I'm Wood. This is take two, and I sit next to Keith. <laughs> I like when you admit how you fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I like I like when you admit that. And because we're here, it takes two mm-hmm. to make a thing go right. And this is now, so what you're saying? Shit's fucked up out there, guys. It is. All right. Shit's it fucked is. up. It is. We take care. See, I don't think the public understands what we do for them. No, right? they don't. So we brought in a the family therapist. We and, did. And, and that was in January. And we say, okay, you're going to be locked up with your wife. Yeah. Let's find out if you're really down with this motherfucker. You're going to be locked yeah. up with your boyfriend. Yeah. Let's find out if this is the one. Yeah. Is he clipping his toenails in the bed, in the kitchen? Oh. Is he doing some nasty yeah, shit? Nasty. Family therapist. Yeah. Right. And that's Haley, guys. If you need to go see somebody, Haley's out there. Then we followed up. With the microbiologist. Uh-huh. Microbiologist walked in here and said, hey, look, this shit will be all right. Just wash yeah. your fucking hands and stay away from people that are sick. Quit being right? nasty. Let's get the germs out mm-hmm. the fucking picture. Then we mm-hmm. got a dermatologist, because if you're out there searching for food, you need to know how to take care of your skin. Yeah, you do. All right, now. Because all that greasy, nasty shit is, is not good for your skin. Now you're out there searching for food, shelter, money, Because all the shelves are bare. Everything's been ransacked. And Everything's take, gone. And take money out. Money, yeah, because yeah, money, that shit might fall apart right now. Right. All right. Yeah. Would, with that, we got a mask off. Tell them what a mask off is, brother. Yeah, guys. So uh, a mask off is when we bring someone in the woodshed here. And we talk to them. They, they're different than, uh, than we are. They do something different, I guess I should say. Yeah. And they're always better at it than we are. 100% of the time, they're better. 100%. So we take that mask that they have, and we peel that back. We get to know them. We get to know what they're about, what it is they do. And, you know, we sit down, and we uh, dumb them down just a little bit. So with that... Uh, without further ado, because I like saying that, I feel like it's French, uh, to our mask off guest, who are you, what's your name, and what is it that you do? Uh, hi, I'm uh, RC, is what I go by, uh-huh. and uh, I'm a former Marine, and I'm a gun guy, I guess you'd call him. Um, I've been called a holster sniffer, or <laughs> whatever, gun nut, you know, stuff like that. Uh, gun nut. Gun I, nut. I, I was That's wondering, the one where at, I was. That's at what point, because in my notes here, I have gun nut, and I didn't show you that because I didn't want to get shot, uh-huh. but at what point does a person become a gun owner, a responsible gun owner, uh-huh. yeah. and they turn into a gun nut? What, 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 so, like, cat lady. Cat lady. Uh-huh. Three cats is okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. once you get four, you're probably stepping uh-huh. into cat lady. Uh-huh. Crazy uh, cat genre. lady. Crazy cat lady. Crazy cat lady. Yeah. You're probably stepping into that. So, uh-huh. With the, with the gun, nut, when you become a gun nut, is that four guns? Is that five guns? I think that's probably who was asking the question. Okay. Right? You know what I mean? Like, like if you're like somebody from New York that uh-huh. uh, swings way left on the spectrum, uh-huh. then <laughs> anybody who has a gun is a gun nut, Period. right? Okay. Period. Okay. 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 I think for the average person... Texas. Let's go Texas. Texas? Let's go the other way. Oh, oh Texas. That'd be at least 10. 10. <laughs> at least. I All mean, right. you probably you probably don't even register as a goddamn American if you don't have at least 10, right? <laughs> So it probably depends. I'd say probably when you get into the, you know, into the 10 or 15 mark, okay, maybe. And, and it's not more than just, it's more than just not owning guns. It's it's the lifestyle, right? Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. So when we have a mask off on here, mm-hmm. we, we bring mm-hmm. in some bullshit questions just out the box, okay? Sure. I don't want to get hurt, so we're just trying to fill you out. This is like mm-hmm. a, a barometer, right? What? Yeah, yeah, it is. We're trying to add up what this person's all about, what we can say and what we can't say, right? Okay. So we just throw some bullshit out there. First one, any lefties in your family? No. In your whole family that you know of, no lefties. No lefties. That's wow. odd. Yeah. Do you, do you think left-handed people are kind of freaky? 
A little bit, <laughs> yeah. especially when you're trying to teach them how to shoot. Uh-huh. They just fuck everything up. Uh, Do you know Wood's a lefty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a lefty. Look at him. Look at him. Look yeah. at him. I'm a lefty. Yeah. He's a fucking yeah. freak. Uh, man, one of my children is mm-hmm. at least one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one that I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's your favorite candy bar? Oh, okay. favorite candy bar? Probably Snickers. Yeah. yeah. You can't go wrong with a snake. Well, it's the no, one that satisfies, can't. man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a big fan. Is that of a s- euphemism for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and it's a yeah. And when you go overseas, uh-huh. you can find Snickers bars. They're everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're everywhere. What Got about it. a Butterfinger? You know, who the, the fuck eats a Butterfinger? I I like a Butterfinger. Do you, Snickers is probably my number one, but a close second. So like my uh, 1.5 is probably uh, Butterfinger. And the I problem with the Butterfingers butter is that it sticks to my teeth. And yeah, yeah, it does, but it's, it's still yeah, delicious. Yeah, like Would you put a Reese's peanut butter cup? Because that's not a candy bar. Where do I put it? Yeah. Oh, that's like a cupcake kind of, isn't do, it? Do you like it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Reese's Peanut right. Butter Cup. Yeah. Over, a, over a Butterfinger. No. Yeah, probably. Yeah, right. I don't. Right. Me. Yep. Has but, a bird ever shit on you? Yes. <sighs> Tell the story. I was in Disney World the last time it happened. Disney World. So that's <laughs> what? So it's happening multiple times. <laughs> yeah. I spent a lot of time outdoors. Um, I was in Disney World with the family, and we were in this place called the Electric Umbrella, which is in... Um, <laughs> Where the fuck is it? Uh, Epcot. Okay. Okay, it's in mm-hmm. Epcot because there's a bunch of different parks in Disney World. All right. So I'm in Epcot, and we're at this place called the Electric Umbrella, which is a, um, it's like a McDonald's run by Disney. Kind okay. Of, you know, okay. Like burgers and fries. An umbrella and would suggest that you had cover, but uh, sort of. So, but yeah, there's two places you can eat in this place. There's the inside place, and then the outside place, okay. like a little veranda, right? Uh-huh. And they have umbrellas mm-hmm. there, but the birds have learned how to get between those umbrellas, uh. and both myself and my wife have been shit on multiple times. <laughs> In that fucking in that place. So don't sit there no. if you're gonna go to no, the umbrella. No, stay stay inside. Stand well, <clears> but the, they're remodeling it. Who knows oh. what the fuck they're doing now with the COVID shit? But they're remodeling it, and uh, I guess they've closed it down, so you don't need to worry about it. The, the, the mouse is gonna be all right. The, yeah. mouse, the mouse is gonna be okay when all the shit. Yeah. Ends. yeah. The mouse. So, I got no qualms about him. No, and uh-huh. if if with all this stuff and everything shut down, traffic's lighter, right? Uh-huh. It, I love that. Shouldn't 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 uh, all of our theme parks be all updated? and upgraded and then shouldn't all of our uh, highways mm. be completely done with construction yeah no. but we're gonna go back to those damn orange cones same old oh, same yeah, old yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, okay yep. and my like, last question for you mm-hmm. and this is because I'm sure you have a gun on you right now <coughs> sure 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 <laughs> you, do, would I be right by stating that you have a gun on you right now of course oh, of course yeah. of course w- w- do you have yeah, a gun like on you right now no I don't yeah, yeah, no, no I'm wearing sweatpants uh-huh. what's your biggest pet peeve pet peeve Biggest pet peeve, like yes. gun-related pet peeve, or Any. pet peeve. Just so Anything. I don't do it. I don't give a fuck if Wood does it. He's <laughs> oh, left-handed. Yeah. You know this fucking freak's left-handed, so he's already out. All right. All right. B- biggest pet peeve just comes to first to my my mind. Uh huh. Getting on the freeway. Uh huh. And the motherfucker in front of you motherfucker. does 45 miles an hour. Yes. And so you're trying to fucking merge onto a 70, 80 mile an hour freeway uh-huh. behind a fucker that's doing 45 miles gotcha. an hour. You know what that falls that, into? What category that falls into? Uh, but we're wrong. If we whip their, well, if we yeah. shoot their tires out. Yeah. We're wrong if we kick their ass. Mm-hmm. And the last question for you is which era do you wish you were born in? Which era? Yeah. This one. Oh, so you're content you where you're at. You threw me for a fucking loop. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to say... You were going to say Wild Wild West, weren't you? Booyah. Yep, I, I yep. thought you wanted to know Doc Holliday and, and fucking Kit Carson. Well, those, no, those guys are all cool. But see, I look at the logistics of things, man. Let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> wild Wild West. That'd be awesome. If you like malaria, dysentery, yellow fever, wild Indians, uh, criminals, uh, no law and order... Uh, the, a death rate of 40, 40 years old. You, you know, shit you, like that. You, wow. you understand that it yeah. may as well wild because you were taking the houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you yeah. do understand that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, totally. right, just didn't know if you were clear the, on that. Like in the, in the movie Maverick, uh, you know, with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, yeah, yeah, James yeah, Carter. Yeah, he yeah. says, well, it's their fault for being on our land before we got here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Typical no. European, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, but it's like, uh, I, look at, I look at eras 
Um, yeah, sure. It's like people romanticize the Wild West or they sure. romanticize a medieval thing with swords and shit. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen somebody carved up with a sword or a spear? Uh, no, no. I, I, I have yeah, to say, no, that's, that's nothing. I've ever seen. It's nasty. Nasty. Right? So it's like they, they romanticize these different periods in time, mm-hmm. but they all have their ass kicking portions like the Black Plague or the Spanish flu or malaria or COVID 19. I mean, here we are. But like the Spanish flu after World War One killed, fuck, how many people at 20? Well, that shut 20, down. 20 million. million. Yeah. yeah. That shut down the war. Yeah. If, I think we talked no, about war, that last the war, week. The yeah. war ended. Yeah. And then the Spanish flu hit, and it killed more people than the damn war did. Damn, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it was killing people of all ages, not this COVID bullshit where it's like if I'm 85 and at assisted living, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. And, uh, I'm going to tell you, this shit's hitting the youngsters, too. It is. It is. The, the one thing that worries me about it go ahead. is what the government's not telling us. If it's that fucking bad, why? But that's your yeah. whole life. The yeah, government's yeah. not mm-hmm. telling you a lot of shit. Oh, I, I agree. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And okay. and and to bring all these questions around, mm-hmm. the reason why we're sitting around having this wild debate okay. is because of snaggles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. So what what is uh, RC? Uh, since you're here, we always have our guests introduce their snaggles. With that, uh, Keith, he's uh, presenting something to you to read as his snaggles. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what is? Our snackles. <laughs> okay. Well, Keith over here is drinking, uh, looks like Modelo, a uh, fantastic beer from uh, Mexico, I believe, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, Patron. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's, which, he's chasing Modelo with Patron. Yeah, that's that's a man right there. <laughs> These are the things uh, I do. Yeah. These are the things I, I do. I used to do shit like that until I got old. And then, uh, <laughs> what are you drinking over there? I got, I got me some uh, right there. Oh, pale ale for a full suspension pale ale from is that Squatters? Yep, that oh, yeah. is it's a lo- is. local microbrew there. Yep, it is. Yeah. Always going local, guys. Uh, going yeah, local. Yeah. So uh, I'm completely white trash. I'm going with the, <laughs> I'm going with the Coors Light here. So let me just describe my different modes of drinking here. Okay. Okay. So right now I'm in white trash mode. I drink Coors Light for uh-huh. white trash. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a light beer. You know, it's it's not heavy. Which and, scares me because you have a gun on you. But I mean, go <laughs> yeah. ahead. Cause, you know, I'm just waiting for you to go yeehaw. Because you oh, go yeehaw, yeah. I'm running yeah. the fuck out of here. This will be, yeah. yeah, yeah. be called the What You Saying podcast because the soul will be out the door. Okay. <laughs> yeehaw. No, I'm not that. I'm not that white trash. I got I got just enough of the Italian in me. That, oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Italian and white trash. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. How'd that happen? Um, Different story. Finish your beer. (laughs) Finish your beer. Okay. So, um, Coors Light, and then when I'm feeling a little more uppity, Mm -hmm. uh, I'll drink like uh, Amberbach or any kind of like designer beer. like Squatter's beer. The Pell is really good, too. Yeah, it is. That's delicious. Uh, Yeah. um, What's the one with the orange uh, flavor? The Blue Moon. uh, No, you got Blue Moon, and there's the one from Belgium. I, I don't oh, know. I can't remember. I'm sure I've had it. Yeah, yeah. we've probably had it. It might be in that fridge behind you. I can't <laughs> yeah, say yeah. for sure. And if then, it's got a flavor, it's then, here. And then my whiskey. My heart is. Uh, I love. Uh, I love Glenmorangie. Single yes. malt. Single malt Scotch mm. whiskey. Yes. Mm. Glenmorangie is my shit, man. I you know love Glenmorangie. I'm recycling shit. This is a Patron we had probably a year ago. Yeah, it's and been I'm recycling on your it show. because mm-hmm. right now. Everywhere you go, there's a fucking line. Yeah. This oh, yeah. is the reason I Liquor left Boston. Liquor stores are off the hook. This yeah. is why I left Boston, because oh, I don't yeah. want to stand in line. And I refuse. Would I learned I'm not yep. an alcoholic. Oh, good. So, because you I, left the line. Because I didn't get in the line. Right. I said to my girl, hey, baby, guess what? I'm not an alcoholic. I didn't stand in line for alcohol. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, uh-huh. good for you. But I bought six cases of beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just responsibility. Yeah, that's just stocking up. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is, guys. Yeah. Uh, that's that's our snaggles. Mm-hmm. It's always and it's going as to always. be as always brought yeah. to you by Tiger Claw Tattoo. Now, um, if you've been listening the last few weeks, they are shut down right now. 
Uh, COVID-19 is kicking their ass. Fucking they're shut down. Yeah. And that's okay because they're going to be back and they're going to be back stronger than ever. So when they're back, we'll let you know. In fact, we're going to have Shay, uh, owner and operator <laughs> of that bad boy, on here soon. And <clears throat> he, he'll give us uh, some insight and some uh direction on how to help them out so stay tuned for that but in the meantime guys no no no, no. not how to help them out how to get a quality tattoo and help you to fuck out it's not well, about helping them out because their skills true. are that good and you know what yeah they I are that good rc i don't have any fucking tattoos not on one i see you sleeved up we'll talk about those yep i yep. thought about getting a tattoo i talked to my girl i said what about a wedding ring tattoo you know what mm-hmm. i mean just something cool and that's why i would get it done because i know anything i come up with yep. this son of a bitch and his people yep. get that shit on yep. my finger the way it was and they're gonna make it perfect yeah. um in fact the way i need I'm quite certain that one of our listeners not too long ago went and got a wedding tattoo done, wedding ring tattoo done by uh, Tiger Claw oh, Tattoo. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, cool. So I'll have to get that picture posted up. I thought I did. I didn't, obviously. So, guys, when they're up and running, check them out. In the meantime, go check out your local spots. Uh, support your local people because they're going to need it, and they do need it because... $1,200 ain't helping shit. I talked so, to Larry at uh, Making Sense the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to go down there and grab some shit to support the business. He's like, hey, dumbass, we're closed because of the COVID. I said, all right, well, right. open up, let me know. So Making Sense down there. That's yeah. Larry and Friends episode. Go down there and get yourself yep. some sense once this shit pops off. Fuck a Walmart. Yep. All right? Yep. F- f- fuck all the big companies. Support your local yeah. because that's what keeps it going. That's your neighbor. Andrew's Aeration, which is in Salt Lake along the Wasatch Front. Go give him a call. Um, I've, I posted it up. Check him out. Hook him up. Um, help him out. He needs some business. Go see those guys. Anyways, guys, uh, we're going to take a brief pause here so you can listen to some beautiful monotone voice, and we'll be right back Aww. at you. When's the first time you fell in love with a gun? When's the first time you saw a gun? Because... You have a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So you have a favorite. I'm sure you got one like your great great grandpappy <laughs> gave you. Right? All right. So when's the first time you said bang bang, that makes me hard? Yeah. Well mm. I don't know, mm. dude. I don't in young. I know my I liked to uh, had my toy guns when I was a kid and my parents used to ground me from them because that's cap all guns? they would play. Did you with. have cap guns? Yeah, cap guns, yeah. squirt guns, yeah. toy guns. I love the smell of those things with the guns. Yeah, BB yeah. guns, all that thing. All so, that. so how old yeah. are you when you started getting that stuff and realizing that shit? I was probably four or five. All right. Yeah. How many people in your family? Five. You got an older brother? I got. No, I'm the oldest, and I got two younger brothers. You're the oldest, so you're mm-hmm. running shit. Yes. Okay, clean my gun, <laughs> bitches. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. At what point in time, though, mm-hmm. did you say, all right, this is something cool. I'm, I'm good at this. So, like, you got your first. Most kids start off, if Westerns are correct, uh-huh. they start off with a 22 rifle. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's here was the deal with me. I always thought it was you start off with a BB I, gun, I, but yeah. go on. I grew, and you had BB guns back I grew then. up just a little poor. All right. right. And we didn't have, and my dad wasn't really into all that. We had like an old 3030 laying around, like a savage, like a 100 year old 3030. It was 100 years old. Passed down from the family? Yeah. Wow. He he traded an old car for it back in the good old days, right? (laughs) Car Um, for a gun. Yeah. I I traded meat for this gun. Exactly. (laughs) At different times. And then um, we had like a little break action 410 shotgun, and we never went shooting. We went shooting one time, I can remember, with my dad over at Lee K. Um, and then the first gun I ever shot, I was eight years old and it was, I have a bunch of relatives up in Wyoming. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the wild motherfucking West mm-hmm. in Wyoming. <laughs> we were, uh, we got to Wyoming and, uh, my aunt let me shoot. Yeah. They all got guns up there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, she had a little pump action 22. Was it a pump action or a lever action? I can't remember. It was a little 22 rifle and they had me, I was shooting bottles with it and stuff. So I remember that was the first time I'd ever shot a gun. And then really I didn't get to really start shooting until I got in the Marines and I was 18 years old. 18. So wow. you, mm-hmm. you said that started when you were eight? About eight. Eight. Yeah. And you didn't. You shot the same shit. So you was the same guy. You were good with that little gun. But mm-hmm. then you got to the Marines? Yeah. So 
the funny thing about the Marine Corps is uh, I had an uncle that was a Marine during Vietnam. He was a rifleman. So you got the different jobs in the, in the military. And rifleman is like uh, the base job of an infantry Marine. Guy that, you know, does all the fighting on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. So he was a rifleman in the Marine Corps in the, during the Vietnam War. And he would babysit me from time to time. Mm-hmm. And we, You mean literally babysit yeah, me? Your yeah. parents would drop you off over yeah, at uh-huh. a gun guy's house. Yeah, yeah. And okay. so, and so uh, he would, uh, his name was Daryl. Uh-huh. And uh, fucking awesome white trash name. Dude. <laughs> dude. Uh, anyway, I think that's been used as an insult before. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't be a yeah, Daryl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Daryl and Daryl, huh? Yeah. Daryl and Daryl. Anyway, he goes. So we go out in the backyard and the weeds and stuff they'd have out there, and we and we'd play the army game, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. And uh, he go, "What are you?" I'm just. I remember this distinctly, right? I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, but I can remember this from when I was like seven or eight years old. Okay. He goes. <laughs> He goes, what are you? And I said, I'm a soldier. I'm an army man or whatever. And he goes, fuck that. You're a fucking Marine. Mm. Ah, so like, he instilled it from yeah, when you were so little. From that point, I started looking into it. And, you know, there was a period of time in junior high school where I kind of went away from that and was smoking a little weed and uh-huh. all shit like that. Right. And then my dad one time, I was, they were kind of losing me to the whole drug, heavy metal, yeah, right, you know, uh-huh. scene. Mm. So he took me down to the recruiter when I was 14 years old. And uh, the recruiter had to come to Jesus with me. If you want to be a fucking Marine, you got to fucking get good grades and blah, blah, blah. Which so, was lies, damn. right? Wasn't that a lie? Oh, that's a fucking ass lie, dude. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a, it's what they, you know, it's what they do. It's like they, yeah. you know, it's like a parent comes down with their kid. Yeah. And it's like, hey, can you, can you, well, you know, maybe talk some sense? Maybe this straighten jackal. this kid up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And so the, I, this recruiter told me that. So I kind of got away and I kind of started looking at the Marine Corps again, right? And so my I spent a good uh, part of my teenage years, like, you know, I had all the posters and, you know, the Santa Rose Garden bullshit. And, what year are we talking? Uh, that would have been 83-ish, 83. 84, okay. something okay. like that. So um, anyway, um, I started hanging out with the, at the recruiters at about the age of 15. And they had this thing, I don't, they may still have it, called the Delayed Entry Program, where basically what you do is you could sign up when you're 17, you spend a year here waiting mm-hmm. to go into the marine corps mm-hmm. and during that time like on the weekends you'd go uh to uh the recruiting office and they would do shit like paintball or pt testing or the shit marine corps stuff to kind of get you acclimated and it, basically it's just brainwashing right okay uh, <laughs> so they're just telling you how wonderful yeah, it's going yeah. to be every once in a while they have like remember they had an eighth and i guy come out then you know the eighth and i guys the silent drill team that's the guys in the dress blues that do all the snap and pop with the rifles and spinning and throwing oh, them in the yeah, air. Yeah, that yeah. shit's fucking incredible. If you ever done yeah, close like order drill, YouTube that shit and that's oh, pretty pretty fuck, incredible. Dude. I've done a lot of close order drill with the Marine Corps, and I tell you what, that is above and beyond. But he'd come out and so they do shit like that, and nobody, and I mean nobody, brainwashes as good as the United States Marine Corps. Nice, nice. nobody. Uh, so, so when so they my, got you feeling, they got you feeling. Like, you're, you could conquer anything. Well, you're 17 years old. Yeah. You're like, look yeah. at my cock. It's hanging down on my uh-huh, knees. Uh-huh. I could do, oh, you're telling me uh-huh. I can do that with yeah. it? Hell uh-huh. yeah, I'm going to go do that with well, it. That's what they're doing. Uh, yeah, well, that, and there's, yeah, they're, they are, you know, if you're this little fucking white skinny boy from Utah. Okay. And you've got your ass kicked your whole life. And suddenly you're with all these pipe swingers and they're telling you that you can be this immortal. Mm-hmm. Right? That's yeah. what's attractive to, I think, kids. The Marine Corps is full of guys that are trying to prove themselves, right? Okay. Except for the um, Utah part, that sounds like Timothy McVeigh, but you don't strike me as Timothy McVeigh. <laughs> no, no. no yeah, but no, seriously, because yeah. he, he got his ass kicked. <laughs> My question yeah. is this. Mm-hmm. At what point did you get a gun in your hands and you're like, yo, I got the power. Remember that song by Snap? Yeah. I got uh-huh. the power. So you got that motherfucker and it glowed up in your hands. You were like, oh. I can do this. I became one with this. And you be- got good at it. Well, I never... 
I never felt like I had the power. It never gave me like the sense of like I'm better or whatever. But um, it was in boot camp, so I got it. I got I joined the Marines uh, when I was 17. Did the delayed entry thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to boot camp in '87, June of '87. Okay. And uh, in your second phase, you go up to if you go to Camp Pendleton or if you go to San Diego, which is where there's two Marine Corps recruit depot centers. San Diego and Paris, Paris Island. Island. Right. Yeah. So if you're east of the Mississippi, yep. if you live there, you go to Paris Island. If you're west of the Mississippi, you go to San Diego. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the East Coast Marines would call us Hollywood Marines. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Where's my fucking sunscreen and my sunglasses, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, you just trade sand in the in Camp, uh, Camp Lejeune for the fucking hills in Camp Pendleton. It all sucks. Anyway, so uh, the second phase, the second month, you go to Camp Pendleton, which is 40 miles north of San Diego, okay. where the Marine Corps bases, where 1st Marine Division is stationed, and you go to the rifle range, you do rifle range and infantry training and stuff. Well, what they, uh, for a lot of the gun nuts out there with no military experience. Love a gun nut. Yeah. yeah. But that, you like, you know, the Bubba's who fucking think that because they can, <laughs> mm-hmm. they've who, got this AR-15. Who's and, a Bubba? Anybody who thinks that they're a badass with a gun that doesn't have training. Okay. All okay. Right. As Good. far as I'm concerned, okay. Uh, or Elmer Fudd guy, you know, Fudd guns. Whatever. Got it. Yeah. All but right. anyway. These dipshits that are shooting them and then they fall on their ass mm-hmm. or they shoot themselves because mm-hmm. they think they're so well, I can't awesome. Tell you, I can't tell you how many civilians I've seen. Uh, you tell them, don't fucking put your finger on the trigger, you know, teaching a course mm. to, to people. And the first thing they do, well, I'm, I'm a hunter. I know what I'm doing. And the first thing they do is come out and put the fucking finger on the trigger. Which is a big no-no. Mm. It's a fucking firearm safety rule. But anyway, okay. <laughs> but anyway, someone's about to get their ass kicked. Yeah, out there. yeah. But in the Marine Corps, you get your rifle. You get assigned a. Uh, when I was in, it was an M16A2. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they have now. Probably what, an M4. Would you name it? I didn't name it anything, dude. Uh, no, mm. I was too busy trying to keep my head above water okay. with these fuckers, right? Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, it's just a piece of fucking steel and plastic that. Nine other guys have had before you, right? Uh-huh. Kind of like a fucking Filipino so prostitute. So it's not even right? your... <laughs> <laughs> you pick it up, you pick it up, and it's like all the fucking parkerizing is worn off it, and it rattles like a motherfucker, right? You're like, you fucking whore? <laughs> How yeah, are you exactly. going to protect me? You why fucking is, whore. Yeah. Why is everything so loose out yeah, here? I know, exactly. <laughs> let, let, let me stop you right there. Mm. We had a bolo on. Yeah, uh, we, we talked about his experience of being uh, in, in uh, basic training in the Army. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the now, uh-huh. my whole thing is I've always heard... All right, so you got the Army, you got the Army Rangers, you got uh-huh. the Navy, you got the Navy SEALs, you got yeah, the yeah. Air Force, I don't know what you got. Mm-hmm. But then you got a Marine, and that's all, you got the Marines. Because uh-huh. right, a, so a, a Marine is a Marine. King dingling, badass motherfuckers. Yeah. So what's basic training like for a Marine? It's three months long, mm-hmm. and it's basically uh, in your shit for three fucking months. They talk about your mama? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. And dude, and, and the best part, and this is where I got instilled in the racial humor. Go ahead. Is because all my drones, all but one of my drone instructors, two of them were black, one of them was Hispanic, and then one was a big old fucking peckerwood, right? Yeah. Oh my god, they would make fun of it, like everybody with a uh. race, dude, and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> trying dude. to get in your skin. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Yeah. Well, they were trying to instill too. That's like, look, you may have grown up in fucking back ass Alabama or in the hood in New York or something like that, but guess what? You're going to be in the fucking open squaw bay in a barracks with all these dudes. And these are your brothers. And these are your brothers, and you need to fucking start learning. Mm. Yes. That mm-hmm. that fucking skin deep shit. And I tell you what, when fucking bullets are snapping. Past your face, nobody yeah. gives a fat fuck what color you are. No, yeah, <laughs> okay. I can imagine. Okay, so so I gotta ask you yeah. this. So Bolo talked to us about um, uh, eating during uh, um, basic uh, uh-huh. and how it was. He called it a uh, what did he call it? I, a, I can't remember. A I'll, breakfast blunt. Oh yeah. He, you just yeah. take all your food, yeah. roll it on a yeah. pancake, uh-huh, roll it up, uh-huh. and eat that shit as fast oh, as yeah. you could. Oh yeah. And you don't touch the salt and pepper. No. 
Is it similar in the morning? Dude, you eat as fast as you fucking can. Because here's what happens. You get in, and depending on the mood the fucking drill instructor's in, is how long is how long you have to eat that fucking food. Well, first of all, you're starving your ass off, because all, all boot camp is is PT, dude. Whether you're running, or doing calisthenics, or getting your ass kicked in the squad bay by the, the squad leader, or closer, it's all. So you're always starving. You run in there, you get your food. The first thing you do is you run over where the bread is, and you fucking grab a stack of bread, right? You throw all that shit down, and you Filler. just fucking... Uh-huh. Eat as fast as you Filler. can. You just and then dump you have your, water yeah, in it to suck it down. You, you have your platoon guide, which is the, the top recruit, apparently. Uh-huh. His whole job is to watch the drill instructor, because as soon as that fucker stands up, you're done. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't, and, and, and so it's like, you get, you'll sit down, you'll get two mouthfuls, and, and you're fucking starving. So so no seasoning, like Bolo said. If, oh, you, no, if no. you got time to reach for the salt and pepper, you got time to get your ass outside and do push-ups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you know, you don't fucking, no, dude, you're just eating <laughs> as calories. That's all you're looking for, because you're fucking starving. Dude, there's nothing worse than being up at two in the morning cleaning the squad bay. Uh, and you're starving your fucking ass off, right? And so, yeah, no, you learn how to, and it took me years and years after the Marine Corps to learn how to just fucking eat like a human being. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a knife. You can cut things. Uh-huh. You don't uh-huh. have to shovel uh-huh. it in and moisten uh-huh. it before yeah. you eat. I know, fuck, I'd be done with my dinner and my wife would be like two bites in, right? Okay. So, yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> You're like, done first wife? Uh-huh, <laughs> She's uh-huh, like, what? Uh-huh. Let's go. It's time to go. <laughs> yep, yep. And it's just, you know, and, and the reason they teach you, there's a, there's a purpose for everything they do to you. It's not yeah. just because they're getting their yayas out of it. I mean, I'm sure they do. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they, I know those, dude, drone instructors are stand-up comedians. Okay. They are fucking, if you went, once you get some distance from it, <laughs> you fucking go back and you, and you listen to the shit that they said. Mm. Holy fuck, it's funny. Yeah. Right? Mm. And the, those guys, they have a drill hut in the middle of the squad bay where they would trade off. Like one would come out and then one would, and they'd trade off, right? And you're like, yeah. why are they trading off? It's because they'd go in there and laugh their they asses off, their right? Because yeah. yeah. they couldn't yeah. keep a straight fucking face, right? I know a dude, he told me a story about um, uh-huh. making his bed. Mm-hmm. He said he made his bed one time mm-hmm. 42 times because the drill instructors kept yeah. coming in and tearing up. They had no like scheduled whatever yeah, that day. Yeah, yeah. And so all they had to do was practice making a bed. And he said there was one point in time, probably the 23rd time, they were making a bed. <laughs> he said he looked over the drill instructor and the drill instructor was smiling and was just like, eh, uh-huh. this is what we're doing. Uh-huh. And, and turned the bed over again and tossed his yeah. shit and he made it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how, how do you deal with that? You know what I mean? Just that they, constant it's, it's, fucking up your ass. It's man. all conditioning. Mm-hmm. They are teaching you the unfairness of war. And they're teaching you how to survive the bullshit. Because it doesn't end in boot camp. It gets worse when you get to the fucking fleet, Fleet Marine Forces, which is where the infantry units and all that. Okay. Okay, but anyway, I'll tell you, they used to call them fuck-fuck games. Fuck-fuck games. That's not something I'd say. Let's hear this. So you know know you're in trouble. Okay, you know you're in trouble when they would close all the fucking blinds, all the shades on the squad bay. Mm -hmm. Oh, damn. So the officers couldn't see what was going on. You're like, ah, fuck, here we go, right? Yep, it's about to go down. And so what they would do, they would always start off, they'd always start off with the rack, the bed. Mm. Fitted sheet now, move, right? And that's their command to you. Sir, fitted sheet, aye, aye, sir. Then you'd fucking break off and you'd rip your bunk apart, your rack, right? Uh Uh-huh. And you'd hold the fitted sheet over your head with your arm. Okay. Okay. And then, and then you get back online in front of your racks. I mean, this big straight line of all you know, 80 whatever recruits. Hold your rack sheet over your head and you just, you have 30 fucking seconds to make your fucking rack. Sir, hi, sir. Go. So you fucking go over there and start making your rack. And they start counting down. 30, uh-huh. 29, 25, 20. And I'm like, I've, I had a fucking oh, C average. Oh, fuck with you yeah. like that? Yeah. No. I was like, oh, I, I had a C average in math. But I can tell you fucking right now. That's not how you count backwards, right? <laughs> so then you're paying attention to that. Yeah, and so, really- yeah so they're, they're, you don't have 30 seconds. You've got like 10 <laughs> seconds, right? So nobody makes the game. And then they go, stop. And you'd say, sir, stop. I see you to stop and stand at attention. Wherever the fuck you're at in the squad bay, right? Stop. And then they do that like five times. And then you'd say, fit a sheet now, move. Rip your rack apart. Hold it. That would go on for about... 
20, 30 times. And then they'd say, you just want to fuck with us. You just want to fuck with us, huh? All right. One, you have one shower shoe over your head. Fucking flip-flop. Hold it over your head. Uh, get in. You have fucking 10 seconds to get under the fucking head. In the showers. Uh-huh. Right? Little shower, 80 guys fucking crammed in there. Drop mm-hmm. your shower shoe. Kick it around. Get back online. So you'd run back out to your fucking rack. <sighs> Standing online at the rack. But you, naked? No, you'd have your boxers on. All right. Boxers and t-shirts. Okay. And then they'd say... You have 30 seconds to get your fucking shower how, shoe. How do you know it's yours? Yeah, exactly. It has your name on it? Oh, it don't fucking matter, dude. It doesn't matter. You just no, grab one. So you can never win. No, you can't win. All right? So then you'd go around there and pow and come back. Oh, and then that'd go, that'd go on and go on and go on. And then they'd dig. Oh, okay. You just want to fuck with us. Okay. Then they go on to the next thing. Like when you do close up, when you do rifle drills with your fucking footlocker. Uh huh. Where you pick it up and right shoulder, footlocker. You're right. You're fucking, you know, whacking yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, but what they're teaching you is the unfairness of everything, because uh, I remember when I got to the fleet, I was doing a combat squad leaders course, and uh, we had gone three days without food, so we're all starving our asses off. You're doing 15-mile days, you know, and then you're up all night doing patrolling and stuff, and then moving at night. Anyway, so you'd sit there, and they like... You only take one boot off at a time in case you get hit, <laughs> right? And so you got one yeah. boot off. You got then you one could boot at least off. get one boot <laughs> yeah, going. Yeah. You're outside the door. So you got one boot off, right? <laughs> and your feet are fucking, they look like, you know, like a kid's fingers after they've been in the tub for a yeah, year. Right, right. Oh. <laughs> so, because you're all wet and they yeah. walk you through rivers and all that shit. So you're sitting there and they, you can have, you got five minutes to eat your fucking MRE and you got one, and you haven't eaten in three days, right? So you start fucking chowing and they wait for you to get your MREs open. You get like two mouthfuls and they throw a fucking smoke grenade in the middle of your op <laughs> and say, incoming <laughs> orders, right? Then that means you got to fucking pick all your shit up and run like two or 300 yards in one whatever direction the patrol leader calls. Yeah, to get out of the fucking impact area if you actually had uh, mortars coming in on you, right? And then you'd get back down and fucking, and then you guys are like fucking cradling their food like it's solid gold fucking bullion, right? <laughs> and so it's, that's why they're teaching you because everything, all the, all the lessons learned in death and blood through the years of combat the, has been passed down from Marine to Marine, yeah. and that's what they're teaching. So mm. they're breaking you down and building you back up. That's Absolutely. an old year, right? And, then, and But all these lessons they're teaching you is, is for when you go to combat, when you get into an infantry uh, unit, is how to stay alive. Shit ain't new. Mm. Shit ain't new. Mm. No. So you're going through all this, you said, with an M16? M16A2. So it's and one, yeah. Explain that gun to me, because I've only heard that in the military sense. Right. Uh, uh, what mm. is that? A, a ma? A, no, a ga. GAW is that a gun? Yeah, a GAW is. It's called a GAW. It's a that's a chain gun, like a like a cannon, right. like a multi-barrel <laughs> cannon. That's different than the M16. Yeah, so the M16 is a little. It's a rifle. All right, explain that to me. And, and opposed to an mm-hmm. M16 rifle, I'm I don't know, like an AR-15. Okay, it's a, it's it's hmm. in a sense kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. So the M16 was designed by Eugene Stoner back in the fifties. You, was Eugene Stoner? Eugene Stoner was the designer mm. of the M16. In the 50s. In the 50s. That's an American. Enough, That's when yeah. they started it, okay? okay. I always thought the good guns were from Russia or Slovakia. That's the AK-47, right? The AK-47, yeah, I could go into that. The AK-47 <laughs> is okay. It's a conscript gun. All right. It's, I just took you off the fucking potato uh, field and gave you a minute of training, and here's your gun, right? Okay, so M16 is uh, a lot better than that AK-47. If you, yeah, it's got to be maintained more, but it's more accurate. Yeah. Ice Cube likes the AK-47. Well, yeah, of course. Apparently. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the AK's got its place, but I'll take an M4 or an AR any day. All a, right. A good one. Not a fucking piece of shit one that you buy off of Gumbroker. But. Talk to me about that M16. The, the M16A2. Okay. Wow. So, snuck right up. So, Stone, so Stoner designed the M16. It went it was filled in Vietnam in the 60s. And uh, basically what happened was uh, Robert McNamara, Secretary of Defense, 
uh, said that I they, know that name. Yeah, well, he's a, he was a fucking. There was a lot. There was a lot of guy. A lot of names on the Vietnam Memorial Wall because of that guy's okay. fucking decisions. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, my in my opinion, <laughs> no. Okay, that's that was your opinion that came out of my mouth. As a guy that would be at the pointy end of the spear, that my opinion is fuck yeah. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, okay. because he did some shit. Like so, the Marine Corps learned in World War II fighting in the South Pacific in that mm-hmm. humid environment. You have to have chrome line chambers and chrome line bores. Chrome line the, the barrel, right? Mm. Inside of the barrel. So it doesn't rust. So it doesn't rust. Rust. Because what happens is, especially, so you're out in the middle of, you know, you're out in the middle of Vietnam, right. triple canopy jungle. Uh, it's 110 degrees uh, and it's 100% humidity. And you've got your M16 and you don't know where the NVA are. They could be out there, and you're scared shitless. But you've got excuse me, excuse me, sir. NVA, NVA, North Vietnamese Army. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I, I was gonna say that, yeah. but then which, I thought maybe it was yeah, like, I was like yeah. yeah. Well, which and the, people people Nitro, like to minimize not very associative. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. People like to minimize them. People like to minimize the NVA or the North Vietnamese or the Viet Cong. Those NVA dudes were tough motherfuckers. Well, we would never do that. No, I would yeah. never no, those, those guys were fucking professional. They were they were professional outfit. When did they fought like Minutemen too? In the sense that they were hiding and up in mm-hmm. trees well, and on the ground. That was the Viet Cong. The NVA were actually uh, big formations of uh, active military units. Okay. Uh, so, but the NVA, they were fucking, they were some nasty people. They were good soldiers. But anyway, right. so wow. these guys would have, so what happened was McNamara uh, told uh, the defense contractors who were making the M16 to not chrome line the chambers because it was taking too long. Just chrome line the boards. And they said, no, if you, chrome, mm. if you, don't, if you don't chrome line the chambers, you're going to have issues. There was other issues, too, uh, like uh, it was Remington that designed the cartridge, but Winchester was the military contractor for the ammunition, so they made Winchester make it, and they didn't have the right formula for the powder, so it was overcharged and dirty. They didn't issue them with mm. cleaning kits. They told them they were self-cleaning, so there was all these things, right? So what happened is you get in that environment, heat, humidity, they'd have a round chambered overnight, and they'd be, you know, like in a fighting position or in a patrol base or something like that, and they'd get hit. And they'd fire one round, and the, uh, the extractor would rip the casing off, the lip of the, of the cartridge off and jam a, a cartridge, an expended cartridge in the chamber. Now you're fucked. Now you're fucked. I don't know shit about guns, but I know if you have an expanded cartridge, would yeah, you yeah. can't get another cartridge well, down that no. bitch. Well, especially yeah. that's so, hard to get two cartridges in the yeah. same hole. Well, espe- yeah. especially if you've got the extractor rim of the cartridge ripped off. Now there's no way to get that out without putting a cleaning rod. Well, down because the board. because okay, I'm going to break it down for our uh, mm-hmm. our audience that is a little simple like I am. So you've got a you've got a bullet casing right that, and it's got mm-hmm. that little lip at the end. That's what you're talking about. Yes. That little lip at the end gets ripped off. It gets ripped off by the so the you claw have just of the extractor. So now you just have the perfect uh, cylindrical. Mm-hmm. Piece of the the, mm-hmm. the casing, right? Cylindrical. You need to drink more. Yeah. Cylindrical. Yeah. That, 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 yeah. He was. Yeah. He enunciated that way too much. <laughs> it, it took me. Like yeah. It took me so much brain power <laughs> to get that <laughs> word out. But but that's all you got left. Yeah. In the, you, in you, the, you almost the, fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so so what they started finding were Marines and soldiers. These nineteen-year-old kids. Yeah. Dead, bayoneted, and shot to death by the NVA with an M16 broken open. With a cleaning rod shoved down there, trying oh, to clear it. Right? Damn. And so that's what they—that's the kind of shit I'm talking you about. You've got time to do that shit when it's combat. No, when you got somebody fucking charging your position, you're trying to. And, and um, what gun was that again? That was the M16. M16. The so original. That's not good. The original M16. So have you ever seen the movie We Were Soldiers with no, Mel Gibson? No. Oh. I saw bits and pieces of that. Okay, so that's that's based on a true story in 1965 of an airborne unit that got engaged. Okay. The first M16s that went to theater were made properly. 
They had the right chambers. They had the right ammunition. They worked fucking flawlessly for those so, guys. So you you got the first version of the gun, and you're looking at your boy that got, like, the ninth version of the yeah, gun. You're yeah. like, what the fuck's your problem? Uh-huh. My shit yeah, works. Like, it's it's, not, it's operator not, error. Yeah, well, then these, whole, these, these shitty guns started coming in, and so whole units had them. Right, and so they start, and so that's the kind of the bureaucratic bullshit yeah. decisions yeah. that are mm. killing kids at the other end. So anyway, uh, they updated it to the M16A1, which had some different features on it and made it a better gun. And then in the 80s, they went to the M16A2, which was a heavier barrel and different handguards, better, better. okay, better twist. It had it could shoot mm. uh, bigger, heavier bullets, stuff like that. So that's well, what it, I care. I'm sorry, yeah. what type of bullet did it shoot? It's a 5.56 millimeter. Uh, or 5.56 by 4.5 millimeter. That's what the military still uses for their rifles. Um, and they had the ammunition is, as uh, the years have progressed, the ammunition has changed for it. It's still the same casing, but the bullets have changed and the powder has changed. Where they've made the bullets heavier, more lethal, better at longer ranges. What's the casing? What the ca- do you mean? The casing is the brass piece that holds the powder. Oh, so the shit on, on mm. the on the on the bottom. Yes. So the bullets, okay. the thing, the yeah, the bullets, the thing that goes down the barrel and kills a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whenever, yeah. whenever I see what like you'll see uh, bullets on the ground all the time, right? Mm. But it's got the I brass. Don't, I don't live in your neighborhood. Okay. Wood. Not all okay. the time. Okay, so, okay. Let me so, back that up. But you see the the brass color, and then you see the tip. In my mind, when I see that, I'm like, oh, that's a bullet. It's a, okay. So it's a round of ammunition, right? Okay. A round of ammunition is the brass casing with the bullet in it. The powder mm. and a primer, and the primer is the little explosive device that the firing pin hits. That goes off because it's got a little uh, a little pellet of PETN in it, which is an explosive. Mm-hmm. That goes off, ignites your gunpowder, which then turns into gas, expanding gases, which pushes your bullet into the uh, into the chamber or into the I'm sorry into the bore, and then it goes down the rifling and it heads out. And then as that happens, the depending on what your weapon is on the M16, it's direct impingement. The gas goes up into a little gas port in the barrel, hits the gas tube, goes back, impinges on the bolt carrier, and that cycles the action. I saw Timothy Smith back mm. in 1983 break his wrist. Timothy Smith walked up. We were walking together, me and Tim. Mm-hmm. He had Tim, and it was his uh, twin brother, Thomas. They were fraternal, not okay. identical. <laughs> okay. Walking down the street, and some dude said, hey, Tim, take this hammer and hit this thing. And it was a bullet taped to a telephone pole. And he took the hammer, and he hit it, and he broke his wrist. Yeah. So... What you? <laughs> that's, yeah, the, that's, that's the hood. He's yeah. been that's the hood back in '84, right? The RC says it like he's been there, done it. He's like, we, dude, we, we used to uh, we used to tape twenty twos to like nails and throw them on twenty two shells, tape them on nails and throw them in the air and then fucking run. <laughs> so hoping they came down on yeah. the ass and and would shoot again. Yeah, well, they would shoot because you got it on the net, or you put a tip of BB to it. Yeah. Let me ask you this, and mm. there's been a, a big thing about this because I, I lived in California in 1978, and okay. I remember um, New Year's. People went outside shooting guns. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if they do that anymore, and I would assume they don't, but you shoot a gun straight up in the air. If I shoot it straight up in the air, is that bullet coming straight back down to where no, I am? No, it's just going to have different uh, parabolas and different angles. It's going to come back down. It but can it, kill you. Oh, yeah. It can still kill you. Uh, yeah. so, but does well, it come it's down? it's traveling at 32.2 feet per so second. I knew, per but second. it's not coming down like that. Oh, gravity's bringing it down, right? Gravity's, gravity's bringing it down. It can still kill you. 32.2 feet per second per second. Yeah. Yeah, look it up. Don't worry. Don't Cause, worry cause about how did. I know, he, but he, I know he, he needs to drink more. Keith. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. He, he's typing right. a little bit too so, much right now. So what, I'll give you a quick story about that. Uh, knew a guy that was a cop in the L.A. Housing Authority okay. Police. What year? Uh, that would have been back in the mid '90s, maybe. Oh shit! Did he meet Ice Cube? Maybe <laughs> he may have. Okay, but. So he's showing me these videos. He'd get these home videos, right? Mm-hmm. And they used to do shit like uh, bumper tag with uh, shopping carts and shit like that. I mean, but anyway, he said that they were uh, so. Anyway, 
he's showing us this, you know, this back when we had VCRs and shit. So he's showing us this, this tape and they're in the car and it's from the perspective of somebody driving, but they're like fucking hitting whoop-de-doos. And, ah, I mean, they're, they're gunning it. And we're like, God damn, what you on the way to a hot call or when you're chasing a bad guy, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes, yeah. no, it's almost new year's, man. I'm like, so? And he goes, well, we're trying to get to an overpass. He goes, why? He says, because all the gang members go out and shoot their guns yeah, straight in the air. Yeah. So no. you got to get under an overpass. So when the bullets come down, they don't hit your cop car. <laughs> so you shoot a Holy bullet. Shit. So take, yeah. say you take, I don't know, a nine millimeter. Sure. Uh, is that, oh, that reminds me of Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator. You got nine millimeter Uzi, with Uzi, yeah, yeah. Uh, Uzi nine millimeter. Yeah, yeah. yeah right, right. <laughs> so is a Uzi nine millimeter different from a regular nine millimeter? It shoots the same cartridge, but same. It's, a, it's a submachine gun. Uh, so... But that's more bullets out at, at a time. Is yeah, it, yeah. Does it just I, mean it, it can spit more out? So an Uzi is a submachine gun. It's it's kind of like a cross between a pistol and a long gun, like a rifle. Uh-huh. And most submachine guns are fully automatic, or they can be. All right. So and that's then, just pull the trigger and go. Yeah. And I actually, funny story, when I guarded embassies in Africa, I had an Uzi. All right. Oh, damn. Yeah. This, this is like Woods. He jumped from here to here. To, this, oh, this, yeah. this is Woods. Um, sweet spot. He grew up on '90s gangster rap, where everybody's talking about, <laughs> oh. you know, AK-47 and nine millimeters. You see my my, my you, shirt? Uh, I got uh, yeah, right. Put that. Tupac. So you uh, shoot a nine millimeter into the air. Mm-hmm. How far does it go up? I have no idea. Okay, probably mm-hmm. a good that far. A yeah, mile? a long time. A mile? Probably around a mile, I would guess. And then it comes down a mile. Mm-hmm. With gravity pulling it, mm-hmm. so again, that can really well, fuck yeah. you up. So I'm a knuckle dragger, right? And which, I, I which barely you... made it out of high school. Oh, but, okay. But, uh, but um, Keith over here, or not Keith, uh, Wood over here, uh, said it at uh, the 32 feet per second per second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was on a computer. Don't yeah, fucking get yeah, killed. Yeah. So that thing will come down. If it hits you on the top of your grape, yeah, it's going to kill you. Yeah. Done. Now, I know that they were talking about it in Palis- Palestine. Palestinians, you know, you ever watch those fuckers up there with their AKs ripping off a whole magazine in yeah. there and celebration and shit, and the people are dying over on this neighborhood because the rounds are coming down and hitting kids? Yeah. Oops, sorry. No, you're good. No, that shit happens. Yeah. If you, what comes up must come back down. Every, Apparently, that's this thing called physics. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What type of characters did you have in your platoon? All right. So, the way it works, you get out of boot camp, and okay. you go, t- and back uh, then you went to SOI, School of Infantry. That's two months long, and I went to uh, Camp Lejeune over in fucking. Uh, North Carolina. Okay. And then in the infinite wisdom of the Marine Corps, they sent me all the way back to uh, Camp Pendleton in California. Damn, mm. that's a long way. Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't my gas. So. That's true. That's true. So um, you go to uh, Camp Pendleton, which is uh, right between San Diego and Los Angeles mm. on the all coast right. right there. Right? Mm. And that's where the 1st Marine Division is. And uh, so you get there, you get to division. And I remember the first time I, the, the first week I was there, you go into receiving or processing. You're waiting to see which battalion they're going to send you to or which regiment. And so uh, I remember they had deserters, people that had deserted during the Vietnam War that just mm. turned themselves back what? in. Yeah. So that they could get processed through and get their dishonorable discharge and get on with their lives. Okay. Right. The guys wow. that had gone like to Canada and shit. Yeah. And so they were like, so I'm this 18 year old kid. Right. And don't, don't make You can call yourself a Marine all you want, but when you're 18, you're just a fucking baby. Right. Yeah. I yeah. agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm an 18 year old kid. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh. So I'm in this common area. They assigned us guard duty on these fucking guys. And I'm like, even at 18 years old, I was like, okay, so these guys turned themselves in to get their lives back, and I need to guard them. Why? Yeah, if this <laughs> motherfucker tells me he wants to leave, yeah. I'm going to let him leave. So these guys are walking. I'm they're, just, it's just walk. like a, they're just wandering around, like, reading, watching TV and shit, and I'm standing there in my fucking little cartridge duty belt, right, 18 years old, and they're looking at me with this bemused expression on their face because they've got mm. years of experience. Yeah. Right? And I'm just like... They know at any moment they could walk out there. Oh, yeah. What am I going to do? <laughs> anyway, so that was my first experience in the fleet because they call this it's the FMF, the Fleet Marine Force, okay. which is the the operational 
arm of the Marine Corps. Go to war. That's the fleet Marine Force that goes to war. We also call it uh, fat motherfuckers or fuck my feet. <laughs> so y'all some bored motherfuckers. Man. Yeah, they come up with something yeah, for, everything. for everything. Yeah. 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 So then uh, you get signed. I got signed to the uh, the third or the seventh Marine Regiment, and then I got signed to third Battalion. Um, and then so you get to battalion headquarters, and there's like, okay, you're going to India Company. So I went to India Company, third Battalion, seventh Marine Regiment. It's an mm-hmm. infantry unit. So I remember they, uh, you do the sea bag drag. You got your sea bag. Duffel bag is what the Army calls it. So you got like hmm. two sea bags, and you're in your dress uniform, the alphas, you know, the, the greens, dragging my ass to the barracks, right? And these barracks were like hotels. They look like hotels. And they were three, le- three stories. And everyone to these drunk-ass Marines, like fucking like mm. shaved apes, hanging <laughs> off the fucking balcony. And they're yelling at us, fresh meat for the grinder. Welcome to the suck, motherfuckers. Right? And we're like, oh, oh fuck. Damn. Right? damn. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're an 18-year-old kid from, like, start- from Utah that's never seen shit like that right before. And it's like, you're, you're in the shit now, boy. You're starting to question your decisions oh, at this point. I was point. questioning my decisions the fucking minute I got to boot camp. <laughs> so uh, I got in there. So I get into my room. And it was a guy named, uh, his name was, uh, he was a corporal named Lou. Lewis, he was a Native American. I can't remember which nation he was from. But I get in. He's listening to, D- to Dwight Yoakam. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. he like, Dwight Yoakam, The Doors, mm. and mm. Jack Daniels. Damn. Okay. Wow. And that fucker could drink, too. Anyway, so we, we get into the room. And uh, this is before we went to, uh, we got assigned to open squad base. This is one of the few things where you had like four Marines to a room. So I get in there. And he's sitting there like, I can't remember what the fuck he was doing, polishing boots or whatever. But we get in there. And my squad leader who took us there goes, this is your new Marine, you know, um, and uh, introduced us. And then he left. And Lou looks at me and he, and, uh, he goes, you a white boy? <laughs> and I'm like, no, uh, I'm Italian. He goes, whatever, you're a fucking white boy, aren't you? <laughs> anyway, so they're just, just fucking with me, right? So anyway, I get in there and he goes, oh, by the way, our other roommate's named guy named Gresham. He's That's like, a brother. Yeah, he was yeah. like six mm-hmm. foot six. That's a brother. When he got out of the court, he tried out for the Oakland Raiders. That's how fucking big he was. Okay, he's fucking humongous. And so I'm this fucking little white kid from Utah, right? I've seen like one black guy before boot camp, mm. and uh, so <laughs> they they assign me to the top rack. So that's how you know seniority. Who's got who's senior in a fucking squad bay, right? Mm-hmm. If you're on the top rack, it means you're a junior motherfucker, right? Okay. All right. So I'm on the top rack, and I'm like trying to sleep, but it's a new fo- first night in a fucking new place, you know? You know how that is. Yeah. And the door opens. And here comes Gresham, right? And I'm pretending like I'm asleep. I got my eyes. Eh. And uh, he comes walking over, and he fucking stands over me. I'm on the top bar. Right. <laughs> and he's standing. And all I can hear is a breathing. He's fucking breathing and shit. Sounds like, like a Bigfoot sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a fucking Sasquatch, dude. He was on my tent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I don't move, he won't know I'm here. He was a fucking Sasquatch, dude. <laughs> anyway, so he's fucking looking down at me at the top rack, right? And I'm like, oh, please, God, I'm just asleep. Just, I'm, I'm to fucking just asleep, right? He's like, well, who the fuck I am, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like some new fucking, mm-hmm. some newbie, right? So anyway, then he just left me alone. But yeah, I had a, a cast of characters, you know, and... Uh, we get in there. You still friends with any of them? No, I, this is before Facebook and all that, you know. Okay. So I was I was in India three seven, and then so no, you but, had to be pen pals back then, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not writing no dude, fucking dude, letters. No, right? fucking Marines are yeah, fucking no. literate anyway, dude. Come on. Right, <laughs> let's talk about the guns then. Okay. How many guns do you own? I don't know, somewhere north of twenty or thirty. Fuck, I don't know. Twenty or thirty. There's a ten wow. fucking. There's a ten <laughs> point differential there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. A lot. All right. Sawed-off shotgun. Do you own one of those? I do not own a sawed-off shotgun. Because are those illegal? No. Sawed-off shotguns are not legal unless you do... So, 
They're not um, legal, actually, or I, they I, are I, illegal. Actually, I said illegal, but I'm drunk. So okay. It, I, he, are I, they illegal? Yeah. So, so I understood so, Keith's drunk words, okay. and he meant, are they illegal? You only speak each other's language. Yeah, yeah we do. Right, no. yeah. <laughs> so um, they have something called the National Firearms Act of 1934. After prohibition went out, uh, was decriminalized or whatever. They took all the treasury agents and made them the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Okay, ATF. The ATF. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They passed a law called the NFA, National Firearms Act of 1934. Okay. okay? And in that, all things that were fully automatic, saw anything with a, any shotgun with a barrel less than 18 inches, any rifle with a barrel less than 16 inches, and anything shorter than 26 inches has to be on the NFA registry. That was a Tommy gun, right? Like a Tommy, Tommy gun. gun. Like a Tommy yeah. gun. Yeah. A right. Tommy gun, a BAR. I mean, any of that stuff that the gold gangsters used to I'm use. I'm sorry, yeah. BAR. Browning automatic rifle. So the, wow! Okay. If you've ever seen, if you've, you've ever seen, that uh, so fast. Si- if you've ever seen Saving Private Ryan, yes. Okay, yeah. you know the the big white boy with the big automatic. He's like, yes. duck, 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 yes. duck. That's yeah. a BAR. Okay, it's, oh, a, it's a thirty out six, a fully automatic thirty out six. Can't have those anymore. Yeah. No. So, mm-hmm. they, do you own one? No. All right. So they would they, you want to own one? From a historical perspective, sure. Do you know uh, anybody that owns one? I do not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> from a histor- from a historical perspective, it's cool, but there are better uh, weapons out there. Okay. Okay. So the. So basically, if you wanted to own any one of those kinds of weapons, you had to fill out a, a, a form, a form one, a form four, whatever kind of form you're, you're doing, and submit that to the NFA, the National okay. Firearms uh, um, Act, or the, the NFA branch of the ATF. And then they go through like fingerprints, they do an FBI background check, you send a $200 uh, check or, or money order, and now it's credit card. Uh, to have to have that approved these days, your wait time for that or in a, in a silencer, a suppressor as well. These times, the wait time is upwards of a year. Oh wow! Trying to get that stuff back. Why? Why does somebody own a silencer or suppressor? That's that's the thing that pew, right? Yeah, so, so sure. the gun goes like, like yeah, like, like, like I James think of, Bond. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think of like Hitman and shit like yes. that. So the, I, why so, does somebody have that? So uh, hearing protection. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Wait. Well, Wait, that's why. Don't give me the real reason why somebody has a silencer. <laughs> Hearing protection? Are you fucking kidding me? Because you talked to me mm. earlier about having eyes and ears. That's what you talked about. Right, uh, put right. your fucking eyes on so the shell doesn't come up. Yeah, but if you're, but if you're ever if you're ever in combat, if you're in a in a shooting, you're not gonna have time to put eyes and ears on. And if you look at all the special ops guys, what do they have on their rifles? I don't know. Suppressors. Oh wow. Oh okay. I had okay. No idea. Yeah. So and the, the like right now the Marine Corps has got a big push. They're from what I understand is they're they want the entire. Uh, Marine Corps, all the infantry units to go suppressed and all that because of hearing loss. Uh, now, so the the big thing about suppressors that people don't understand Me. is that are yeah you <laughs> is that they do not silence a weapon. What do they do? They suppress the blast, but you it's still loud as fuck. Okay, um, especially well, if it's a supersonic rifle. But you, I watch on the on the okay, uh, the, and and this I'm leading this so you can help us understand. But I watch the movies and it sounds like yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, if you see, that loud. If yeah. you see yeah. anything in the movies or TV shows or anything like that, it's wrong. Okay. <laughs> it's fucking wrong Fair. until proven otherwise, okay? Can, can I use a potato? Oh, yeah, I've seen that, too. You, or a pillow. Maybe, but you could also <laughs> blow yourself the fuck up. <laughs> oh, could, why? Because why? it's stuffed the barrel. Yeah, because you could stuff the barrel, yeah. And then it's only good for one shot anyway. All right, how come more people... Because you... I watch Dateline. I'm a Dateline fucking fanatic. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm a 48 Hours Mystery. I watch yeah, IDTV. Uh, like, uh-huh. the shit is real life, right? Okay, okay. In my life. Not uh-huh. real life, re- my life. Sure, sure, sure. So, but you got to... Oh, um, so, there was a killing in Kansas City, and he found a shell casing. How come people don't use revolvers more? Because they're stupid. 
Revolvers mm. are stupid? No, no, because... Oh, the people, the people are, are stupid. Yeah, if you're going to commit... If you're gonna, oh, I probably shouldn't say this over there. <laughs> say it. Yeah, no, I'm not going to fucking tell somebody how to kill somebody and get away with it. I was going to ask you, because I know how you... I, I, but uh, you're no, saying you You have a method for killing somebody and getting okay, away well, with here's it. The, here, I was going to ask you that. But here's the, here's the deal with, with that, though. I think most crimes like that, most firearms crimes, are crimes of opportunity, and most of them are done with stolen firearms. So it's just going to be whatever gun that they have that they stole. Okay, so I steal a gun. Okay. I should steal a revolver. Sure. Then what should I do? Uh, then you should uh, turn it the back into the police ocean. and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look what I found on the roadway. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. I found this in the river bottom, sir. It was warm when I found it in the river. <laughs> what? And, uh, and his blood won't come back to me at all. <laughs> no, it's... So the, the thing about suppressors is, is, especially if you put them like in a rifle, you still have the supersonic, so... I don't know what a supersonic okay, so is. Round, I know it's a song by J.J. So depend- Fett. That's how fast I run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah depending on, on what, <laughs> what altitude you are at, uh-huh. it's depending how what supersonic is. But for us, it's right around 11, a little over 1,100 feet per second. Okay? Anything over that, it's going to create a supersonic crack. Okay, so a rifle, a supersonic rifle is going to create a supersonic crack. Anybody who's ever received incoming fire from a, a rifle or a machine gun can tell you what that crack sounds like. Okay, that'd be yeah, you, so uh, keep talking. Okay, so and it, it's loud enough that even at hundreds of yards away from the gun, when it's snapping over your head, it can still ring your ears. Hmm. It's loud as fuck. It's basically the bullet passing the sound barrier and creating this pocket of air. Which would basically be, like, like the jets. Like the jets. when they fly and they hit... Yes. Uh, Mach, Mach 1 Mach or whatever. One, yeah. Yeah. But that'd be different in, say, Florida, that yeah. speed. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I think it'd be lower. I don't know, because you have different altitude, and you got humidity, barometric pressure, all that stuff. That's a, then you're getting into the sniper shit, and I'm not a fucking, I'm not a weirdo like a sniper. And yeah. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> there's yeah. a gun, I'm glad there's you a weirdo. <laughs> because I want to talk to you about, like, world-class snipers. Uh, uh-huh. Chris Kyle, is that his name? Yes. Uh-huh. And Carlos, what is it, Hathcock? Carlos Hathcock, yep. From, from, mm-hmm. the, from the Vietnam War. Uh-huh. Here's, here's a guy, Carlos, who would crawl three feet a day to kill a motherfucker, right? Yes, he'd yeah. crawl, mm. and he'd be out there for like a week and a half to kill somebody. So, he'd shit himself, piss himself, yeah. and take a shot, and then go back and, the other way. And, and yeah. the mission you're talking about is when he killed that NVA uh, general. Okay, NVA. North, North, North Vietnamese Army. Don't try to act like you okay. remember what. I do it, remember, it was, because he just said it five it minutes was, ago. Uh, it was like, it was one of those fucking... CIA bullshit and, right. he, and he didn't take a spotter with him he just went by himself by he, himself because he didn't want anybody he's like I can get in by myself but I don't want to put anybody else at risk and then any any other people would uh, risk compromise right yeah uh, right and so he yeah he got in there and he crawled something like 1500 meters uh, in I don't know how many days it took him to get there he was with fire ants have you ever been bitten by a fucking fire ant no sir no it's, uh-uh. yeah it's like being tased yeah. <laughs> it fucking hurts so anyway he crawled <laughs> he got within range shot the general and then crawled the fuck back out. And same pace. Same plate, yeah. With all those motherfuckers looking for him, and then got on a helicopter and left. Damn. Somebody like that, though. Mm-hmm. All right, in terms of shooting, I don't know the distance, but I would think a sniper is long range. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to play for wind. You have to what now? W- play for wind. Yeah. So the wind has a factor in the bullet. You got wind, you've got altitude, you've got barometric pressure. There's all that stuff will affect the flight of a bullet. Wow. How, do you, how do you calculate all that as a, as Carlos? You're Carlos. Mm. How do you calculate all that well, shit during the time you're making that shot? Well, for people who don't have a natural inclination for it, they have to use trigon- trigonometry and shit like that, right? 
Oh, that's, wow. a, that, that's a class use, I wouldn't uh, play basketball for, right, but yeah, keep talking. Yeah. So we did not pass. Uh, yeah, ma- mathematics. <laughs> um, they These days, they've got like machines, uh, apps on your phone you can get that can calculate things for you. Carlos didn't have any Carlos of that. Carlos didn't no. have any of that shit. So they had this thing called Katunky Woodage, and some people are really good. I'm sorry, we don't do racism on this show. Did you <laughs> say Kahunky? <laughs> Kentucky windage. I oh, think, I thought you said Kahonky because yeah, I was yeah. gonna stand up for Wood. Wood, you're my boy. I didn't yeah, want no yeah, problems. Thank, with you, that. thank you, dude. I'm like I'm like three quarters Kahonky. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, so uh, there's this thing called Kentucky windage. It's where like if you're shooting and you you see where your bullet hits, then it's like I need to get my bullet over there so you can aim the gun. I know, but he's got one shot. Yeah. So he knows. So Carlos knew. He knew his weapon inside and out. He knew his ammunition inside and out. He knew all that stuff. He knew what, what he exactly what, had to do. What was he shooting? He was shooting a Remington .30-06, I believe is what mm. he had. That's a hunting rifle. That's a hunting rifle. Okay. Yeah. And that's a, is that yeah. the bolt one where you go... Yes. <laughs> yep. How, how far away? What do we, do I don't know. I don't know how far away he was, but... Um, Marine snipers these days engage, like in Afghanistan and stuff, they uh-huh. engage people regularly at nine, 900,000 uh, meters. Uh, they engage a long ways away. There's a scene in you Lethal no Weapon idea. One. There's a scene in Lethal Weapon One where <laughs> um, um, Martin Riggs talks about making a shot from 1,800 yards or 2,000 yards. Yeah. And there's probably three, four guys in the world that can make that shot. Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. When he's talking uh-huh. to Danny Glover, because Den- they got yeah. Danny's daughter. Yeah. They got Danny's yeah. daughter. And she's hot. Yeah. Right? yeah. And Danny's like, I gotta get my daughter back. And Dude, she Mel's was hot. Like, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah, and Mel's like, I got this fucking shit. And uh-huh. then you know, um, yeah. Mr. Joshua and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, bring the helicopter and it all gets fucked up. Yeah. And, but then Mel's got. He's in there with the Chinese dude. Anyhow, uh-huh. I that shot he talks about is that real? Can you make a shot from two thousand yards? If you have the equipment, yes, and you know what you're doing. I know mm. there's a Canadian sniper that made uh, recently in the last few years in Afghanistan made a twenty five hundred meter shot on a uh, machine gun team, a Taliban machine gun team. Was he outside? He was outside. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Kyle, the guy that got, uh-huh. that was some bullshit what happened to him, the, the mental, yeah. Yeah. and I thought that brought mental uh, disturbance to the forefront. I think it mm-hmm. did. I think it, it shot, especially um, mm-hmm. with with the military. Yes. It, it launched that. That was fucked up, right man. Way up. Yeah. But anyhow, Chris, but yeah. Chris Kyle, he made some shots as well. He was, yes. he was a great sniper. Yes. I think he has more body than... Um, Carlos, but Carlos. Well, he's had- got more confirmed kills. Okay. So back mm. in Vietnam, to have a confirmed kill, you had to have the sniper, the observer, who's the guy who's giving him like the windage and the range and all that, and keep him watching his back. And you had to have an officer, which is lieutenant or above, mm-hmm. verify your kill. But he estimated he killed probably north uh, north of three or four hundred NVA and Viet Cong soldiers. Damn. Right? That's Carlos. That's Carlos. Okay. Mm. And there's other. There was a Chuck Mahwini guy that killed that many. I mean, another Marine sniper in Vietnam. Now you got Carlos Hathcock who killed a lot of a lot of dudes. And I guess it was easier to. I don't know if they've changed the procedures or what, but I don't know. But probably he could just go say, "How many will take out that guy?" And he would go and do it. Come back, no big deal. Now uh, you have to have somebody sign mm-hmm. something to say it's okay to uh, do that. Well, so and what they do now, what snipers are, um, just a little quick history history lesson. Sniper. The word sniper comes from uh, Scottish, where they had uh, Scottish gamekeepers that used to uh, go after poachers on uh, royal lands in Great Britain. I'd go after them, too, because, uh, look, yeah, those yeah. are my sheep to fuck, yeah, not exactly. yours, right? I'm fucking those sheep, and you're not fucking those <laughs> if sheep. If you yeah. come over and fuck my sheep, yeah. I got a problem. I do. I do. Uh, so so these fucking kilt-wearing fucking bagpipe-playing motherfuckers <laughs> were, really, were really good fucking rifle shots. They, they recruited them into World War I in the trench warfare, 
and they were the first snipers that actually they were oh, engaging wow. German officers and stuff across the trench lines from I don't uh, know how many meters away. Okay. So that's where the word sniper comes from. I guess they were called snipers or something like these these anti poachers for the English lords. Anyway, if I have my history correct. So you fast forward to now. Snipers, uh, and this this is with Carlos Hathcock and all the way up to current uh, current days. Snipers are force protection. They're just not out there assassinating motherfuckers. They are actually force protection. So let's say that we're all part of um, a ranger battalion, and they're going to send us out to secure a block in an Iraqi neighborhood because there's supposed to be weapons or an IED maker, you know, an explosive device maker out there. So they would put a whole company of rangers in and take down this neighborhood, but they would have direct action snipers with them. They would get up on roofs and protect the rangers for any threats. So they're watching out for the guys going ahead. And they and guys like Chris Kyle, they may have killed however many Iraqis or whatever, but how many Americans did they save? Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. so that's that's what their job their job isn't to go out and just indiscriminately kill people. We don't do that, dude. Maybe we're not fucking Russians. Okay. <laughs> we they go out and they they protect their fellow Americans. They protect their fellow soldiers, sailors and marines. I know that scene from uh, Saving Private Ryan where Barry Pepper, and yeah. I can't remember his name, he's in the watchtower, and he shoots through, through yeah. his own scope. That's actually Carlos Hathcock that did yeah, that, so the, FYI. The, uh, yeah, the, uh, the story goes that, so he, he was named White Feather by the Vietnamese. The NVA, the North Vietnamese Army, named a white feather because he'd wear a white feather in his boonie cap when he okay. go. Right? I thought it was a girl that wore a white feather. No, no, his. It he, was a guy. It was it was Carlos. Okay, he wore a oh. white oh, feather. Oh, it was Cal. Okay, uh, so he wore a white feather, and he was so effective. He killed so many NVA officers and soldiers that they put a bounty on his head, like a big bounty. Mm-hmm. And oh. so they had all these snipers and stuff coming. Fifteen after. barrels of fish. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay. Or you know, maybe it was ten bags of rice. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so they. Uh, <laughs> So they'd have all these snipers come in for him. Well, I guess they had this guy that had uh, a lot of American kills, this NVA sniper that was looking for him. And I don't remember what his name was or any of that shit. But they were out of the wire, and they were hunting each other. Damn. And, I um, mean, you imagine. You imagine no, being in triple canopy jungle. And you, there's, somebody out there, there's somebody out there that wants to fucking kill you who can shoot the fucking hair off of a fly's ass. Yeah. Right? And you're trying to kill them. And you're trying oh. to kill him, and you can shoot the hair off a fly's ass. Who's better? Uh, who's yeah. going to get lucky? Who's going to see something that the other guy doesn't see? Yeah. And I guess he saw the glint of sun on the guy's scope. And, and got him. And so he just snapshot and, pew, and got him right through his scope and through his eye. Isn't that crazy, wow. man? So he, he, wow. he took the guy's <clears throat> rifle, took it back to the armory on base and uh, as a souvenir, and it was uh-huh. stolen from the armory. And so they never know what happened to that rifle. Oh, I thought oh, you were going to say it was stolen from Compton. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's probably in Compton. Sure. Yeah, it's over there somewhere. All right, so here you are. you back 18. You got your gun. Uh-huh. You got a hard on for the first time, uh-huh. right? Here we are now. Let's fast forward. So you were in the Marines in the 80s? 87 to 93. This is the 30 years later. Uh-huh. Here we are, pandemic. This is your, you, This is what you've been fucking playing for. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you've been fucking waiting for. You're like, so yeah. let's yeah. talk to talk to me about how can People I get toilet paper? To go crazy. Uh-huh. How can I get chloric swipes? How can I get meat? What, what is your strategy? I, do you have kids? I do. I have three. Three what? Three daughters. You oh, oh fuck. Yeah, he's got guns. So you're locked and fucking loaded. So oh, yeah. you uh-huh. the only. Do you have a dog? Yes. Is it a girl or a boy? It's a girl. Oh, oh man. god damn. You surround yourself with estrogen. Uh-huh. All right, here yeah. you are. So you got all these people you need to quote unquote protect. Uh-huh. All right. You you got it all planned out. Mm. So what did when when the shit hits the fan and the government says you're on your own, uh-huh. I'll see you in six months. What's the first thing you do? Where are you going? The fir- well the first thing I'm gonna do is make uh is to ally myself with the neighbors, man. 
Okay. You, you got it. You can't do it by yourself. You gotta you gotta join up with other people and secure your area. All right. So that's that's a Rick from yeah. Walking Dead. Style. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Are you cool with your neighbors right now? I, I don't know. They're a bunch of Mormons, and I'm not. So they're gonna kill you. I think I think I think it's there. Are they cool with me? Right. But you can smile and be friendly when the shit oh, hits yeah. the fan. You're yeah. like, hey. Friends, dude. I'm actually a pretty nice guy, uh-huh. unless you cross me. <laughs> okay, right? but then and then and then it's fucking maximum tilt, right? Uh-huh. But uh, no, for the most part, it's just like no. Look, we can be neighbors. Uh-huh. And they'll set up some kind of watch system, and we've got to secure our neighborhood. Do you live on a hill? Um, no. All right. No, not really. It's it's one of those things where it's like, do you need to leave or do you need to stay? Well, you need to stay. So yeah, what's your yeah. plan? So the shit goes down. Mm-hmm. Forty five says, "Hey, you're on your own. What do you do?" <laughs> I'll be, yes sir, 45, and then I'd fucking go secure the Costco. Costco's oh, where you're going. Costco. Well, that's where all your shit is, dude. You got fucking toilet paper, you got food, you it's got... It's all in bulk, uh, too. Yeah. Dude, yeah, it's all months bulk. of shit Dude, you, got, you can get, like, fucking chairs to write out the apocalypse in style, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know, there's, all, there's everything there, dude. Uh, yes, they even but, have beds sometimes. Yeah, they the got mattresses. beds there. I mean, can you imagine? It's, yeah. Do, uh, do you dream about this shit? No. Because... A lot of uh, I I've t- I know rednecks. Now I wouldn't call you a redneck. I call you a gun nut. You uh-huh. you said gun nut. Don't fucking reach for your waist. You said gun nut. I got my silver bullet right here. Never push <laughs> a man to violence who has been waiting for an excuse to use it. Right. That's how I see you guys. Okay. So the reality is, um, my and I can't speak for everybody out there. No. I can I can speak for myself. Sure. The reality is, is I've lived in failed states. I've lived. I've seen a lot of violence. I've seen um, a lot of horrible shit. And the last thing I want is for societal collapse because I know which way that goes. I know what that is. Mm. And especially being a dad and a husband, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, don't, uh, I don't want that at all. It, you don't want that or society doesn't want that? Because <laughs> let me tell you something. He's like Bill Bisbee. Don't make me angry. Don't make me angry. You like me when I'm angry. I'm about to stand so, up. Uh, so I'm about to stand up. So, <laughs> you know, when I was in Africa... Guarding the embassy there, mm-hmm. one of the embassies there, in, it was in uh, Liberia. I was there for their second civil war, and I saw the true nature of man. Okay. Okay, and I saw what people do to each other. Civil war to me mm-hmm. doesn't, it never sounds like like a regular war, right? Like, it sounds, <laughs> no, no, I know that's. Uh, what, you think they're like explain. setting tables with fucking silverware and shit? No, or? no, no, <laughs> but, but to me, civil war seems like it's like. The worst of the worst, mm-hmm. because you got to go after your 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 neighbor. You got to go after your brother. Well, like it's the worst of the worst. It's worse than something. I, uh, I mean, I've never been to war. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I have no military, so I have no idea. But in my mind, when I hear the word uh-huh. civil war, that just to me seems well, like the worst of the worst. Well, That's I, your fourth baby mama's going at it with your seventh baby. Uh, yeah, mama, right? exactly. yeah, like oh you, shit yeah, went down. Yeah. Instead uh-huh. of like my fourth baby mama going after some random lady out yeah. there that she thinks it's uh-huh. yeah. Got you know, it. So in Africa, it's all tribalism. And I got to be honest with you, it's that way everywhere. You call it tribalism in Africa, you can call it clans in Scotland, you can call it whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. it's all family oriented, tribal, mm. tribal shit, right? So the way it works in Africa, and I'm sure it, it probably still does, is that you get one clan that's, or one tribe that's in charge of the government, okay. and they've got their clans that are allied with them, and then you got the clans that are their enemies, and they'll suppress them and brutalize them and starve them and all that stuff until that clan's had enough, then they'll stand up and overthrow that clan and it's a fucking cycle. Mm. Right? And that's what I saw. So we in, in the embassies, the Marines guarded the interior of the embassy and you have what's called Foreign Service Nationals guard the exterior, like the gates uh, getting into the compound, right? Mm-hmm. So in Africa, it was the Liberians. It was the uh, the Africans. And, uh, and they were all different tribes. 
And they were all cool with each other until the war started again. Right. And mm. then suddenly they were at each other's throats. And I was like, motherfucker, you guys were just having lunch with each other yesterday, <laughs> and now you don't fucking like each other. And so that created you know, issues for us, right? Sure. Um, I'm, the fuck were we talking about? We were going somewhere with well, it. Well, what I asked okay. about seven minutes ago oh. is how are you going to – what are you going to do when the shit oh, goes it, south? It, oh, yeah. When, it's like, when 45 <laughs> says you're on your own. When the president, whoever the president and is, said go to says Costco. you're on your own. Mm. You said go to Costco, lock it down. Yeah. Oh, but, and you, you asked, but what are you looking for – do you dream about it? It's like, no, I, I, it's one of my worst nightmares. Because I remember coming back uh, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I went to Quantico, Virginia. Uh, to check out, and I remember taking a taxi from the airport to Quantico Marine Base, uh-huh. and looking at all of the buildings and the sidewalks. There was no trash, no bodies, no fucking feral dogs running around. There was no RPG strikes on the walls. Mm. All the buildings had their windows in them. You didn't right? need to be worried about going from point A to point wow. B. No, I didn't need to worry about any of that shit. And it was like it was a it was a whole different. It was a surreal thing, and th- there was at one point so. The way it was working in Liberia at that time is in you had Monrovia, which is the capital city, okay. And in the capital city, you had a West African peacekeeping force of Nigerians, Senegalese, people like that, called okay. Ekamog, okay. And they were keeping the rebels, the NPFL and the INPFL, which stood for the National People Liberations. For, I don't know, a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> there was two group, different rebel groups that were trying to get into the city. And if they got into that city, they would massacre every fucking civilian in that city. Hmm. And that's, I mean... Men, women, children, didn't matter. They didn't matter. And they would use machetes to save bullets. Hmm. But the children, they would... So when you say if you've ever seen somebody cut up, this is what you're talking about. Yeah, and if you're talking about... They would they would take a child uh, and either stomp his head in with their boot, or mm. they take him by his heels and smash his head on the wall. Damn, the shit like that. That's what we're talking about. Okay, so um, they Damn. were trying they were trying to mm. push their way mm. into the city. Mm. Ekamog was the only thing that was keeping him out of the city, and then we were stuck in the middle of the city guarding the embassy. Right. So at one point, the rebels the, the war kicked off again. The rebels were trying to get into the city, and they started launching mortars. Um, at at uh, in the, the city, and they were landing uh, just right next to the embassy. They were launching and hitting over us. You could hear the shrapnel and all that stuff. So we, you know, we went from the marine house, which is where we lived, to the embassy to lock it down to make sure that we weren't getting attacked. Like if we were going to have to repel attackers, mm-hmm. right? And as we got in there, uh, I remember the the people at the gate. So at the time, the U.S. Marines, for whatever reason, for these people, were kind of like a uh, were like superhuman. Like we were like dudes that could like you know single handedly <laughs> take out. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? And they, yeah. they would come you to us. Saviors. They were the saviors. They were looking for you for yeah. everything. And the U.S. in general. And I remember, mm. in fact, mm. that was during mm. the same time that uh, Mogadishu, the Somalia yeah. thing went down, the Black Hawk oh, Down the thing. Black Hawk yeah. Down, yeah. And they were mad at us. That even the fucking guards in the the Foreign Service National Guards in mm. the thing were mad at us because we sent peacekeepers to Somalia to save the people, but not to Liberia. So they were fucking pissed off at us. And I'm like, mm. dude, I, I'm not fucking in charge of this. <laughs> in my opinion, you could all fucking shoot and starve yourselves to death, man. Why We shouldn't be getting involved in your bullshit. Right. But anyway... Which is normally the case for America. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So anyway, so... Uh, but I remember these civilians at the gate coming to the gate for help because these mortars were landing and there was gunfire. You could look in the distance and see the whole horizon was on fire from artillery, right? Mm. And uh, these people were scared shitless. And I remember you know, holding their kids and thinking, you know, the only... Can you imagine? You're unarmed. You have no training. You're stuck in the city. <coughs> and there's a whole bunch of fucking assholes with machetes and AKs trying to get into the city that want to do nothing but kill you and your family. Yeah. Okay? Mm. And so... And I, I never forget... And I'll never forget looking at those people and the looks in their eyes. And I was like, you know what? That's never going to be me. Damn. Mm. That's never going to be me. And ever since I got home from there, 
that's when the whole gun nut thing and stuff kicked in. And it's not just because I was like a bubba that would grow, grew up in the fucking bayou and his daddy was a fucking uh, alligator hunter or some shit. That's not me, dude. My my parents were kind of they were kind of the peaceniks, kind of. I got to be honest with you. And they mm-hmm. hated the whole Marine Corps thing. They hated that whole thing. My dad took me to the recruiter to to save me from all the fucking weed and ganja and shit I was into. Yeah. But he did. They never liked that stuff. Yeah, they surprise, were, surprise, motherfucker. Right. Yeah. Look who your son is, yeah. right? Yeah, well, and, they're, and they were. It's because they were a product of their of the '60s, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so, right. so you brought a gun with you that I want to talk about. But let mm-hmm. me ask you this question right here, and I want you mm-hmm. to be completely transparent with me. Okay. I've been in a city. Would you've been in big cities, mm-hmm. and I've been mm-hmm. driving in those cities. Mm-hmm. All right, and you catch a red light, and you got all, <laughs> uh-huh. mm. you got all those people walking across the street. Uh-huh. And I say to myself sometimes, "Would please don't leave me hanging?" Because I know you thought the same thing. <laughs> I could kill all these people right now just by pressing the gas, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you, you walking around with nine, with nine guns on your body. Do you ever say to yourself, "You know what? I could shoot this motherfucker in the head right now, and he wouldn't even know what happened before it happened." Okay, so. I don't know if this is a funny story or not, but it's going to be funny. It's kind of tragic. Okay, I've, let's hear it. I've got I've got uh, a form of PTSD. Okay. Okay, and if and, and and people don't understand a mental illness, a mental a real mental illness, not fucking a made up a real mental illness. Not is, anxiety. Not anxiety. Not, yeah. I've okay. played video games my whole life. Now I have to go out in the real world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. The, I'm talking about shit where no matter what you do, no matter how hard you fight, this shit kicks your ass. Yes. Okay, and so. There was a period in my life when my fucking brain broke and I would drive around and I'd be driving down the road and I would see like children walking on the sidewalk and I would have to shield my eyes, not because I knew I was going to do it, yeah, run them over or whatever, right. but because I had that, it's really hard to describe. I knew that intellectually I was no threat to anybody, but the anxiety that was running through my head and my brain was broken it was telling me that you're a piece of shit and you're gonna fucking do wow. something right mm. so yes i've had that and it caused me so much anxiety and so much stress because i've always considered myself a protector any true warfighter yeah. any any true marine soldier considers mm-hmm. themselves a protector of yes. their people okay yes. not a fucking killer of people it, right. you, you may have to kill somebody but it's not because you're going it's to, to protect the other it's to protect the guy next to you it's to protect right. your countrymen it's to protect you know your family whatever it is um, shit, dude. I'm not even a hunter, dude. I don't even like. I don't like to kill at all. Did you have to go get help for that? Did you have to go talk yes. to somebody? Yeah, I had to. I had to go to counseling. <laughs> Nothing's I, wrong with that. The though. medication, all that. No, dude. If you're having issues, the sooner you get help, the better. Hmm. The sooner S- you get help, the better. Thank you. I'm glad you said that twice, man. Because. Yeah. Uh, our demographics, in yeah. terms of our show, you know, we got these mm-hmm. macho motherfuckers. Blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, no. our generation. Yeah, re- reach out and get yeah. help. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. There's nothing no. bad for that. Dude, no. dude, you want to talk about, there's, there's nothing more macho than Marine infantrymen. Yeah. Okay. And, I can agree with that. And I didn't, <laughs> and I never, fuck that. I don't fucking, need, fuck you. You know, I always trusted in my, my physical abilities and my mental abilities to keep right. me, you know. And when your brain breaks, it's a complete shock to guys like that, <clears> right? And so I would say, dude, when your anger starts going off the charts, when you start punching walls, when you start being dick to your kids for no fucking reason, when you start having waking nightmares. Waking, Wait, what, waking nightmares. So what, I, what was happening to me, uh, really bad, evil fucking nightmares, violent nightmares, where I would think I was being attacked, like... Uh, I had one where I thought a guy was on top of me shoving a needle into my eye. And this is at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah, you know, in the morning. It'd be when I was sleeping. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. and not a flashback, like a Vietnam thing, but, like, I'm sleeping. Or uh, just being attacked. Mm-hmm. And I'm up, 
out of bed, running across the room, swinging my fists, running into walls and shit, right? This went on for a couple of years, and I was like, eh, it's okay. And just, you know. It'll pass. It's a phase. Pass. Meanwhile, your family's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? My, <laughs> my, wife, my wife's like, uh, dude, <laughs> you know. And so, but, but it's be, you know, and let's be honest, just until just recently, there really hasn't been a big public thing for mental illness right, right? no and yeah. when i say mental illness well, a lot of people it's it's categorized as oh like schizophrenic or multiple personalities right. like, yeah. no, right. they go sibyl yeah yeah exactly there's fucking 10 motherfuckers living yeah. in this head right no that's not <laughs> that okay uh it's something that uh i can tell you right now i've had eight surgeries eight major surgeries from mm. uh knee replacements and all that stuff from all my uh, wayward d- days of youth yeah i will take any amount of physical pain over the mental stuff. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Any fucking day. If you've ever been through that stuff. So in answer to your question, yes, I have been driving, driving on the street and thought that. And it caused me so much anxiety because it's like, first of all, I know what my skill set is. I know what my training is. I know what I can mm. do. That's scary right there. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, that, it is. That's, no, seriously. Yeah. I, Just, n- no disrespect so, to you. Mm. I don't know. If, normally when I say no disrespect, somebody's about to be disrespectful. Yeah, right, but this but is, <laughs> when you say that, I'm like, oh, shit. Yep. Yeah. I, I know what my skill set is. Yeah. I know what I can do. Yeah. And, and nobody in this neighborhood, in this city, in this town understands what I can do mm-hmm. to these people. And there's but, a lot of a lot of people out there like that. Yeah. And that's, that is a huge cause of anxiety for people. Most people like that because most people didn't are that uh, are in my shoes didn't didn't get into it to be that way right mm-hmm. right we're, we consider ourselves protectors like I said so as a result that is um, it is so life altering and you know I've always been so black and white in my views and stuff mm-hmm. and it's changed me I'm still kind of black and white but I'm more a little more understanding about people's problems right you don't know what the fucker next to you is going through no you that's don't. true yeah yeah and you know what you're better than me because i was driving down the street the other day <laughs> just two no two days ago would you laugh i know <laughs> and i look over and there's a fucking uh, a kia i don't know what the fuck it was it was an suv uh-huh. right and he had a, a license plate on a license plate frame that said um indiana university and I, university, I know. Yeah, I'm drunk. he said university. Uni- no, uni- university. Okay. And I'm like, to myself, I'm like, this is all Indiana University gives you as a fucking Kia? Uh, a Sinatra? Kia? Or whatever the no, fuck No, I was. think it all I got him was the uh, license plate frame. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he's still, but don't put that shit on there because now I'm judging you. Uh-huh. And I think I'm a bad yeah. person. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So you got all that shit going through you. This is the simple uh-huh. shit that going through me. Yeah. If you if you have some, a license plate frame that says Notre Dame. Uh-huh. I, you should at least be driving a fucking Lexus. Yeah. <laughs> or you wasted your parents' money. Okay? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So go, going back to where Keith was headed with that, and uh, you didn't mean to disra- de- disrail, derail us too much there, but uh, the, the gun you have here with you. Uh-huh. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. What, why this gun specifically did you bring here? What's, what's unique about well, it? Well, first of all... Um, because it's of my back, my, it's your friend. Yes, yeah, my friend. It's, yeah. Her name is Vera. <laughs> Actually, her name is Clarice from the. This Science one of the I named. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I've always my background, and uh, I've done a lot of weird, crazy shit in my life, but uh, concerning guns and tactical stuff and all that. But anyway, um, I've always got a long gun with me if I can help it. Okay, hmm. um, because anybody who knows anything about firearms and about people, human beings animals and okay. how they work against human beings uh, can tell you that handguns are nothing but a defensive tool 
to get you out of a situation back to a real gun. Let, uh, so so yeah. handgun mm. is to get you through the fight to get to a long gun. Yes. Because okay. that's what you called it earlier, a, a long gun. gun a ha- a, a shotgun or a rifle. And he said animals because he's not about to be one of those ones that gets eaten. By no, yeah. we, have a, we have a listener. <laughs> yeah. His name is Jamathan, and he gets on me because I always root for the animal. Yeah. Siegfried and Roy, whatever happened to fucking Roy, good. Because women... Women, people, humans shouldn't be around fucking wild animals. You no. shouldn't be around a fucking elephant. You should no. be around a tiger. Yeah. And if a dog attacks you, you're a shitty fucking pet well, owner. Yeah. You, know, right? you know, because we have a lot of time on our hands lately. I've watched a lot of Animal Planet and shit, and yeah. they, you know, and they've got uh, they've got like these animal parks and stuff. These like zoos. And these days, when they have like you're talking about tigers and lions, mm-hmm. predators, you know, or big animals like elephants and stuff. Yeah. They don't interact with them. Personally, they, they interact with them through bars and stuff yeah. because it's safer for the handler, and then they don't have to be more aggressive with the animal. You shouldn't interact with them at all is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I root for the animal. Anytime, mm. Let me tell you something, R.C. If Maybe, one of them anytime gets Anytime in your life, if you find a fucking billy goat that knocks a two-year-old over, <laughs> let me know because I'm happy. Uh-huh. That, that two-year-old should uh-huh. not be by the billy goat. Dude, Anyhow, continue. I got, I got chased by a fucking herd of bison once in Camp Pendleton. Happy on my end. I Dude, hope I have never run that hard in my life. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. If the bison had caught you, I would have been Cheering. Now, have you seen how big those fucking things are? <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've seen those motherfuckers. Huge yeah. heads, man. Tatonka. Yeah, oh, yeah. Tatonka. I was fucking running, dude. All right, so the gun you brought. Okay, so it's it's a it's what they call a Franken gun in the AR-15 industry. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I put it together myself. I'm scared already. Let's, yeah, yeah. let's uh, bring that bad boy out. We've got uh, so we've got Franken gun. All right. The first thing we've you got do. the camera up and, and we're YouTube. We're at about an hour and uh, mm. twenty minutes. So if so the first thing you do is check to make sure. The first thing you do is check to make sure it's unloaded. Okay. Okay. okay you always always take the magazine out, lock uh-huh. the bolt to the rear, check the chamber, make sure it's it's safe. And I'll tell you a story about a guy I know that shot himself. It's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> um, because there's a, there's an I told you so in there. I'll tell yeah, you this yeah, there always is. Okay, so basically what I did, um, in federal law, this part right here, the lower receiver, is the firearm. That's the registered part of the firearm. Point to that again. You said the lower. All right, so yeah, from okay. wherever that hole is. Yeah. Up. Down, up, uh, or okay. the way I'm holding it, that okay. is the firearm, okay? That's okay. the register part of the firearm. It's got the serial number, the make, model, all that stuff, right? Okay. And then the rest of it is parts. So mm. I ordered the receivers. You got the upper receiver and the lower receiver. And then I ordered all the other parts, and I can put them together myself. And then I paint it with Cerakote. And this mm. and this one's a, a camouflage job. You did that? You did the camouflage? Yes. How do you do that? Um, nets and beer. Can I, can I, can I hold that? <laughs> yep. Nets and beer. I love it. All right. Oh, is it is it heavy? It's kind of fucking heavy. Oh. Uh, Keith, you're a real man. You got it. Yeah. So so um. What is what is this? That's a light, a tactical light. Oh. So if you is that, is that laser sighting? No, no, it's just a regular white light, uh, okay. LED light. So basically, if you're using that in home mm. defense, uh-huh. the number one thing you need to do is identify the threat and make sure it wasn't one of your kids getting up in the middle of the night to get a drink of fucking water. Oh, so, you so kid, your kids have had um. Weird times going to the bathroom at night. Shit, I have. I'm 50, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, this almost looks like camouflage, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what is that what the look you're going for here, or is yeah. it just? It's okay. camouflage, so that it, it breaks up the outline of the of the weapon. 
What is this? So it's it's. Oh, hold on one second. So it's and then we'll go back to the site that you're looking mm-hmm. at. It's not necessarily oh, so to. It's a site. Yeah, it's a site. So it's not necessarily to make it disappear. No, it's just to break up the edges. You break up the, the edges, make it make it blend in better with like foliage and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Now go back to keys. So that's a name point T1. That's a uh, red dot site. So Wood was right. What I, fucking I heard, internet are you um, on? Listen, when we have a guest every now and again, I'll do mm. some Google searching. All right. <laughs> okay? And that's what I did. I, I couldn't tell you a damn thing about it. I just know, mm-hmm. okay, to be t- completely honest, over the last, uh, uh, listen, I haven't had to work in six weeks <laughs> because I've been broken. I had surgery and I've been unlaid up. So what have I done? I got to the. I got to my. Uh, so when you get a mask off, you get a hard on. Yeah, and I got a. I got to my console, and I've been playing some Call of Duty. And the reason why I know that oh. is because it, it. They put a sight on top of my rifle that I unlocked. RC, so yeah. yeah RC, yeah. would you call this? It's a uh, Aimpoint T1. Which means what? Aimpoint is the brand. It's the company, and T1 <laughs> is a model, and okay. it's a it's a micro red dot sight. So. Oh. Red dot. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. What? Does that so, put a dot on your target? No, so it's the dot is inside of the actual site. Okay. And then nobody can see it but you as you're bringing it up. There's no laser or anything like that shit. So basically, uh-huh. once you have it sighted in, you put the dot where you want the bullet to go. So like those oh. movies where somebody's talking, hey, I'm going to kill your bitch, and um, all of a sudden there's a bunch of dots on them. That's, that's not that. Not that's not that, no. Dude, oh. that, that whole laser sighting stuff is, unless you have a specific purpose for it, is stupid. Okay. It's a waste of money. So, wow. But, so how does how does the... That laser dot compared to what you've got in here, how, how do they compare? Or is it is it doesn't compare at all? They're for they have different. Well, it's for target acquisition, I guess. I don't know. You know, the only thing I can see laser sighting working for is what the special operations community does. They got all okay. the fancy, expensive night vision goggles and thermal imaging and stuff. And so what they'll have is they'll have equipment on their rifle that sends out an invisible. It's it's a red dot that mm-hmm. only you can only okay. see with night vision goggles. So oh, wow. only they can see it, and it helps them. For fast target acquisition. Is most of your shit that you have, because you talked earlier, you said mm-hmm. the handgun is to get you to this motherfucker. Yeah. W- would you call it Vera? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's Clarice. Clarice. <laughs> hello, Clarice. Okay, hello, Clarice. Right. So, so uh, a handgun is to get you to Clarice. Yes. All right. So most of the shit you have is for home defense. Yes. All right. So when this shit goes down, once mm-hmm. again, you're going to Costco. <laughs> Are you taking care of the toilet paper? Were well, you yeah. one of those freaks out there grabbing the toilet no, paper? No, fuck no, dude. All right. My uh, freak, I, I mean, the, the, the don't way, shoot the, me. The way, no, the way I live my life is you stay prepared, but you don't fucking be an idiot about it. Uh, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's like I always, I'd always keep like for toilet paper, for example, you always keep like a case on hand, mm-hmm. an open case on hand, just in case, right? Okay. And usually because you forgot to fucking buy a case and right. you don't want to be out of ass wipe. <laughs> true. Right? Yeah. True. Okay, yeah. so because uh, I've been in the field, which is the marine talk for out in the fucking middle of nowhere, I've been out there and not had toilet paper and had to cut fucking sleeves off my t-shirts and shit. Okay. You don't want to do that. Because <laughs> if you don't wipe your ass, you'll get a rash. Okay, yeah. I got a question about this uh-huh. this rifle here. So the uh, the grip, this doesn't look like uh, traditional. It, it, did you create this at the at the? So that's grip? a that's a Bravo. It's what called is Bravo Company USA or Bravo Company Manufacturing. Okay, is the one who makes that and the stock. Okay, w- which I, is what part? The stock, stock is the butt stock. Oh, right here. Okay. No, that's the that's the oh, grip. Right that's the butt stock, right? Okay. Okay. The okay. okay. So they both those are both from Bravo Company, and then what I do with the pistol grip right there, uh-huh. is I have a, a soldering heat iron or a heat gun, okay. and I'll stipple it so that it's nice and abrasive. Stipple. Okay. Yeah, stipple. Stip- so it uses heat to melt the plastic into designs. So it's similar to, and then there's this part yeah. right here. It's mm-hmm. kind of the same. Did mm-hmm. you do this part as well? Yes. And um, 
it's on both so sides. So those are rail covers that protects your hands from the heat because after you get through a couple of magazines, that barrel heats up like a motherfucker, and that that rail it gets hot to hold on to. So so the, you've got this that you can hold on, so you don't get burned mm-hmm. essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And then you create. So you made this this camouflage. Yes. How, it, and I know you glossed over real quick. How do you do this? So it's all Cerakote, which is a ceramic-based uh, paint, and it's a fairly technical thing to do. You don't just—it's not rattle can. Cera is S A R A. It's C E R A. But you say it's Sarah. Sarah coating. Like Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Yeah. It's Jonathan Butler. <laughs> yeah. Sarah Smile. Well, if you, if you that's, that's Hall and Oates. It's yeah. Sarah. That's what we're making. I just need to get that out my if system. You, if you use Google and ask uh, for Sarah Coat, it'll uh-huh. be like Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, and then Coat, C-O-A-T. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's my, my brain went yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So Sarah yeah. Coat, I guess the Sarah part stands for ceramic. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's a ceramic-based paint. It's really hard. It's good stuff. Okay. It's kind of the industry standard for um, uh, for firearms. Okay. And that you can coat them inside and out, and it, they they stand up. They're uh, lubricious, I guess. Lubricity. Who's oh. that? Oh, I thought it was a person. No, it's it's a, like, it's, it's a, a new. It's a new rap star. It's, a, it's like yeah. when I walk into. It's like when I'm dressed yeah. nice and I walk into a room. Mm-hmm. I'm lubricious. He's lubricious He's like lubricious. a motherfucker. <laughs> and it uh, yeah holds up really well to friction and all that. It it uh, keeps its lubrication better. But anyway. So what I'll do is I'll do a base coat. You have to break the gun all the way down to its barest to parts. Just m- to the metal look of yeah, it. Yeah, and then you have to you have to degrease it, and then you have to blast it down with a blast cabinet like aluminum oxide to get it down mm. to the bare metal or plastic. Okay. And then you do a base coat, um, and you have to do a partial cure on it in an oven, and you take it out. And what? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you've like cooked that oven, thing. You yeah. put that shit in the Samsung oven. No, no. no you have, <laughs> I have a special Cerakote oven that I bought from oh. a, a company up in... Uh. Oregon or some shit. Okay. So anyway, so you you take it out, let it cool off. You assemble the rifle loosely so it looks like it, like it would be like the handguard and the receivers and all that shit, right? And then I will take netting, different kinds of netting, different kinds of uh, stencils, and then I'll go. Okay, first color is the lightest color, like desert sage, and I'll do little designs on it. Put it back in the <laughs> oven for 15, 20 minutes. Take it out, let it cool off. Next color is going to be I don't know a dark green or whatever. Do that that pattern on it. Take How that long out. does this whole process take? A rifle Sounds like this. Sounds like it takes days. A rifle like this would take me between taking it apart, degreasing it, prepping it, painting it, uh, getting it in the oven, getting it cured, and putting it back together would be about two days. Damn. Wow. Yeah. That, that's that's, you, if, so you, you that's would, if you started now and then ended. That's two days. That's but about you're two talking, days. You're talking four days probably. Yeah, because you know, I'll take it apart and get it degreased and then I'll go do something, right? And sure. Then, you know, it's, it's one of those things. So. All, all right. right. We, yeah. we, we talk about this shit, right? Mm-hmm. You got all these fucking guns. You got 362 guns. Something you gotta, like that, yeah. You got yeah, yeah, yeah. for almost every day of the week. Uh-huh. Unless right? the government comes, then where are they? Oh, they're in the bottom of a lake somewhere. <laughs> or, I sold them to a guy at a gun show and they had a beard. I don't know, I don't I know, know what his name guy. was. Yeah, I only got two yeah. guns, right? Yeah. Uh, how, how do you feel about the French? Because I've always heard the French are rifle droppers, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it, the it, French it, are interesting because so they used to have a, like the Germans, they had a pretty proud military history. Okay. Okay. Um, and then after World War One, World War One decimated the French so bad. Why? Like the population? The population yeah. and their, their military. They wow. just, that trench warfare. Mm. I mean, so you got to look at World War One. So it was old school generals. Old school tactics going up against new school weapons like machine guns and artillery, like modern mm. machine guns, modern yeah, artillery. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing these human wave assaults, and they were just losing tens of thousands of guys a day. It, dude, it was, it was criminal what the generals are doing, just destroying whole fucking generations of young men, right? Yeah. So the, the, it was about that point that the, the French just kind of ceased being a warrior people. 
Right. They were like, we can't keep up with this shit. Yeah. We're tapping out. Yeah, well, after World War One, you know, and I don't know. I'm, this is all just me talking shit. But, uh, you know, maybe the, the French, their moms raised them to be, you know, it's okay if you're made fun of. You can be different, right? Yeah. And then the German the German moms are like, you'll kick his ass, right? Right. And then we'll, what happened in World War Two? Yeah. The French got bowled right the fuck over by the Germans, yeah. right? Well, everybody did. And there's, there's more than just that. But, you know, we could go into World War Two and the Wehrmacht and all that all you want. But but bottom line is you're not friend, fans of the French. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure they're nice people on occasion, but I don't like their policies. I don't like that they're a bunch of fucking socialists. And I don't like uh, the fact that they're fucking so arrogant. Because you fucking eat snails and shit? Uh, Fuck you. Oh, speaking, speaking <laughs> and of eating snails, the this don't is one of the reasons the why we're around right now, right? Uh, hey, so right now, in terms of this coronavirus, man, uh, yeah. how, how do you feel about all this shit going on, man? You okay, know, are, you, right. are you freaking the fuck out? Okay, so let me let me give you what I think about it. This is just me. Okay. Okay, okay this is just RC talking to, to you guys. I think it's a, whore, a bunch of horse shit. Oh. Motherfuckers are dying. Uh, yeah. Motherfuckers are dying if you're 85 fucking years old and assisted living. <laughs> There's been young people dying. Okay, but what are they dying of? Because the, the hospitals have been told. Some of them got hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> the hospitals are being told if somebody dies and they even had the virus, even if they didn't die from it, that's what you're reporting it as. Mm-hmm. The, so my, my issue here is we're shutting down the entire fucking economy of the United States mm-hmm. for what? Mm. Right, so I I understand at the beginning we don't we didn't know what this virus is about, and I kind of have my suspicions that it's fucking man engineered. This is some fucking Chinese shit because the way well, it's, it yeah, is yeah, man made Chinese, yeah, yeah. It's, it, and those Chinese motherfuckers. First of all, they call yeah. it coronavirus. We talked about this. Yeah. That's a Mexican beer. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to push it off on someone else other than that. It should and be then, uh, the Wuhan, isn't that what it started out? Yeah, the, the Wuhan. Wuhan the, and the then they all the black people out there fucking apartments and shit, yeah. Yeah. Nigerians yeah. and shit living yeah. over there. All of a sudden, the China's got real fucking racist. We sent Chuck D over there. Go ahead. So when it first came out, it's like okay, it's highly contagious. I understand that, but the vast, vast majority. People that get it don't even know they fucking have it. That's like, I mean, God, how many times have you had the flu where you thought you were gonna fucking die and nobody gave a shit? Several. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. So I know, understand at the beginning why the precautions were taken, and I agree with that. But now we're to the point where the the modeling didn't work out, the numbers didn't work out. People Mm -hmm. are fucking. People are not dying by the droves. You, there's fucking YouTube videos of hospital workers doing fucking choreographed dances and shit because they got nothing to do. They're laying off other nurses. They're, I mean, fuck, the unemployment's at an all-time high mm-hmm. when the economy was booming before. And it's just like, dude, when are we going to fucking wake up and say, all right, you know what? If you're an, at, at risk, stay the fuck home. Yeah. yeah. But you're saying all this because you have nine guns. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not everybody has nine fucking guns, though. So well, go buy nine guns. No, here's, my, here's the deal, though. <laughs> Firearms are a tool. Firearms are no different from a hammer, okay? Firearms are no different from a fucking screw gun or any of that shit, right? It's a tool. You're the weapon, mm-hmm. okay? So once you have the training, once you have the experience, you have the mindset is everything, okay? Once you have those things, then you become the extension. The gun is an extension of you. All right. Yeah. With that, all right, I'm glad you said that. The yep. tool and all that extension shit. Mm-hmm. How do you, now, how do you feel? These mass shootings, why do you think these are happening? I don't know. You know, I think predominantly, I think most of the shooters are uh, white kids, Right. Right. And usually. That's real talk. Yeah. yeah. And, and usually from medium to upscale neighborhoods, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I went to an active shooter thing, the the, the 19th Special Forces. Active shooter. What, what is that? Uh, the um, It was a training course. Okay. There's a guy, and I can't remember what the fuck his name is right now. I've had a few too many silver bullets here. <laughs> but he got his doctorate on active shooters. 
by studying active shooters and all he that. He has a degree for that? He got a degree. Like he got his huh. doctorate. His thesis was on active shooters. So okay. he goes around teaching military and, I guess, law enforcement uh, these these things. So it's not an actual course where you're out running around shooting and stuff. It's a it's a, like a PowerPoint course where so you're sitting like in the classroom. classroom like thing. a classroom thing. Is okay. it a class okay. where I'm sitting there and I'm eating my fucking bean burrito from Taco Bell and all of a sudden somebody walks in and starts shooting? Is it something like no, that? No, no, no. This is him, <laughs> him dissecting active shooters all the way back to the Wild West. Oh. There was active shooters back in the Wild yes. West? Yeah. Okay. I, th- I feel like the Wild West was Let's an talk. active shooter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, shit. No, you had, it goes all the way back. And when you talk about active shooter, it's not just firearms. It's, I, I like to call it active killer okay. because it can be explosives. Uh, it can be knives. It can be bladed weapons. It can be cars, vehicles. Um, in uh, Nice, in France, nice, in nice, France. A couple mm-hmm. years ago, yeah. remember that? The guy drove a fucking truck through that crowd yeah. of people. Oh, yeah, just yeah. Started Killed 98 people. fucking people with a truck. Okay, so it doesn't have to be just firearms. It's just a mass of unarmed people that are the fucking Bos- vulnerable. The Boston bombing. Same the Boston thing. Bombings. Like it's, there that you counts? go. Boom. Yeah. Okay. okay. Up, so active killers. Like, so you went to this? So I go to this, and he dissects all this stuff, and he was talking about it. And he's like, he's, so he's talking about like uh, specifically the school shooter. Most of them are white boys, uh, 15, 16, 17 years old. Most any, of them. Any of them ball-headed or left-handed? <laughs> yes. Probably most yeah, of them. Yeah, probably all of them. <laughs> or uh, on their way to balding. But, but, they, he, but he hypothesizes that they come from middle to upper middle class families, neighborhoods where everybody there is expected to be... Um, above average okay. to right, make something right. with their lives. Gotcha. Yeah, you're right. going to be somebody. You're going to be somebody, and then these kids tend to be outliers that uh, maybe are socially backwards, or they they don't fit in, or they don't they don't excel at anything, mm-hmm. and so they turn into this something that's not above their. This is his, his hypoth- hypothesis that kind of made sense to me a little bit. And that's why they end up turning to that. And there's probably more to it than that. There's probably, who knows, fucking prescription medications and psychological mm. problems and who knows what else. is. Why, why, let me stop you right there. Mm-hmm. Why do you think the majority of them, because you said this twice, why do you think the majority of them are white males? That's what I'm getting to. So he's hypothesized. He hypothesized. God, I wish I could f- fucking remember his name. He's a fireman and a fucking cop from back east. And I can't remember what the fuck his name is. Tommy he, Gavin. Uh, no. <laughs> he's, did you watch Rescue Me? No, no. You didn't watch that? All right. Uh, anyway, so he he hypothesizes the reason why it's mostly white kids and not like black kids or Hispanic kids is because we got other stresses to worry about. You got other <laughs> stresses to worry about, and you, and they grow up in uh, in and areas that are maybe a little more repressed, and you're not expected to attain a certain. You know what I mean? Okay. There's uh, not much. There's not as much expected of you. No, there's not as, as much you co- as you're coming. So up. if you're just middle of the road, dude, or even a little below average, nobody fucking. It's like nobody expects anything from you. Okay. And that was his hypothesis. Is maybe that's why that's happening, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just white guys are strung too tight. I don't fucking know. Okay. But Wood? or a combination of both. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I I tore my Achilles tendon getting in a car mm-hmm. doing nothing else because I'm well, I'm so tired. You got a lot going on. Okay. Yeah, I got all these. Yeah, yeah. I got all these uh, uh, payments I got to make. Uh-huh. Got to ship checks off every month. Uh-huh. It's Got to dodge fucking collectors. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm traveling state to state just yep. to dodge shit right now. Okay, but, so it's tough. But you, you also got to look at too. So you got the you got the school shooters, but that has gone beyond the Columbine whatever yeah. bullshit. Now you've got um, all kinds of people doing it. You got so the Tim McVeigh was not an active shooter, but he was a, a bomber, right? Right. And you've got so he was like a white separatist kind of fucker. Yes. Right? Okay. Then you but then you've got the Islamic assholes that are doing shit. That's and, and San Diego. Yeah, San Diego, or it was, um, yeah, it was around San Diego. San Bernardino. San Bernardino, yeah. yeah. the two of them, the family of Muslims, right? And right. the interesting thing about that was I remember watching on the news that the neighbors of those two people, 
knew that some suspicious shit was going on, but they didn't want to be accused of being racist, so they never reported it. And so then they went and shot all those people, and they ended up having a running gunfight with the cops, right? There, there's, there is such a, a fear of being mm-hmm. racist right yeah, now. Yeah. Like, like anything you do or say can be considered mm-hmm. that. And, and, I, and I understand it. And it is a real thing because racism, mm-hmm. just because we're in 2020, has not gone away. It yeah. still exists. No, it's still there. Yeah. But calling if somebody's an asshole, I don't care what color, creed, or right. creation you are. Um, you're an asshole. Right. You're going to be an asshole. Well, can, I, can I tell you and, my observations from being all around the world? Same song. It's the same song, dude. People are just people. Yeah. You got good people and you got assholes. Mm-hmm. Okay, it doesn't matter what color they are, dude. They're fucking assholes and they're good yep. people. Okay, yeah. and that's just it. That uh, people are people, and uh, and to think that just one race of people is better than the other for whatever fucking cockamamie reason you have in your head is stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's it, you know, and I I always say that the biggest mistake that people make are thinking that what worked for them will work for everybody else. Ooh, nice. Okay, so think about that. That goes generation to generation. Generation. Now think about that. Religion. Mm -hmm. Politics. Yes. uh, Medical advice, all that stuff. Socioeconomic. Keith, it worked for me. It should fucking work for you. And if it doesn't work for you, then you're fucking wrong. Then it's me. Then it's you. No. Just because it worked for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Why don't you think the mass shootings of... Because we're having a mass shooting every fucking 15 minutes... Well, we were until for, the corona thing. So. Corona. That's true. Why that do you think true. that is? Oh, well, it's because everybody's locked down, dude. <gasps> everybody's locked down, and I don't fucking know, dude. You can still I, go to Costco or Walmart and kill yeah. a bunch of people. Well, if you maybe, want. The, maybe there's not mass groups of people. So the big, the the one common denominator between all these mass killings, whether it's with firearms or cars or explosives or blades or whatever, is large groups of people who are centrally located and are defenseless. Right, that's the that's the common denominator. Whether it doesn't matter what the weapon is, right? right? So right now, there's not mass groups of defenseless people hanging out anywhere. That's probably part of it. And you say defenseless people. So when you see these mass shootings, do you mm-hmm. say to yourself, "Let's be real. This just mean you were, were talking." Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? You see a mass shooting. Are you like, "Why wasn't I fucking there? Why didn't that shit happen in my area?" Yeah, I, I, I was at fucking Target today. Uh-huh. Why didn't that happen when I was at a Target? I always think that, dude. Do you? Uh, so yeah. here's the if, I, if I'm by myself, yeah. if I don't have my family with me, guess who's going hunting? Yeah, uh, you know, and it's right. fucking, and it's open season on whoever the fuck is doing this, right? Mm. But if, I'm, but you'd be more lethal with your family then, not not. I mean, but with my family, my my main goal then, instead of hunting for the asshole and killing him, would be getting my family out of there. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. you see what I mean? But uh, yeah, no, I'd go hunting. But then the big thing you got to worry about is getting shot by the cops when they show up because they don't know who they are. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, because because yeah. like you said, it's it's the white asshole. Uh-huh. It's that that person, uh-huh. that guy, that that male white male, uh-huh. right? You're a white male. Uh-huh. You're shooting an asshole that's a white male. Yeah. And and all the phone calls coming in is some white dude uh-huh. shooting up people, and here we go. So now the police show up, and there you are. Well, and then and then it always turns into two or three shooters, right? When in actuality, it's because there was yeah. an off-duty cop or something mm-hmm. that was running around with a gun, and they, they called on him, right? How accurate are you? There was that asshole in the fucking church, and I can't remember. I think it was Houston. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the fucking guy worked there, and he shot him. One time, right? Remember, he killed yeah. him, and the guy was going to do the action. I got to be honest him. with you. Dude. How, how good are you? I'm good enough. I, I hit my target most of the time. <laughs> so <laughs> he's being humble, ain't he? So yeah, he is. He's the guy let, that's let, got like. Let me tell you my my view on that. I never though. miss. I think that guy was probably a fucking hell of a shooter. All right, yeah, yeah. but I think he also got lucky. Okay, mm. I think I think there was some. Uh, I think there was both of that. Luck there. plays into a lot of shit. Mm. Oh yeah, it does, you know? dude. It's it's you can call it luck. You can call it fate. You can call it you know whatever. If you're a religious person, you can call it God. But because you can't train under stress unless there's stress in mm-hmm. you. Being in the military, you trained under stress. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, you took me and Wood shooting a couple of weeks ago, and um, 
we're good, oh, decent. I mean, yeah. I, nobody I, yelling I, I put at the me. bullets the right way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't put them behind me, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> nobody exactly. yelling at me. I'm not running anywhere. I'm walking up and I'm going pew pew. Oops, I, see, I'm I good. Like how you right? say pew pew. Well, let me tell you. So let me tell you. You talk about pet peeves, and, and maybe this would be more of a pet fear of mine. Okay. Okay. Are these dumbasses? Right now, that are fucking freaking out about the coronavirus, okay. and the gun industry is getting its ass kicked right now with orders because people are going out and buying guns by the door. Every time, every time something happens, every time a panic starts, one of the things that is flying off the shelves is guns and ammunition. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, if you go talk to some of these gun shop owners or people working at these gun shops, they'll tell you there are a lot of first-time gun buyers coming in and mm-hmm. saying, "I just want to get this gun." So they're panic buying a firearm. Terrifying. They're panic buying a firearm. Never having fired a firearm before, having a training before, and yeah. they're getting it for the wrong fucking reason. Okay. Okay. Um, think of a firearm as an insurance policy, right? Okay. You, mm-hmm. you, you buy this firearm, it's, it's for just in case that one day you need to protect you and your family, right? Mm-hmm. That's what, it's an insurance policy, and you hope to God you never have to use it. It's like flood insurance, right? Okay. <laughs> right? So, uh, these guys are going out and buying this gun, and they're walking out of there with a fucking lethal weapon. Yeah. Mel Gibson, right? Yeah. They're, they're walking out of there <laughs> with a... My favorite one. Yeah, one oh, of my favorite yeah, yeah, he's awesome. A lovely lethal weapon. Anyway, so he walks... He, they walk out of there with this gun. They have no idea how to fucking use it. They have no idea what the fucking ramifications are for it. They have no idea what the legal ramifications for it. Right. All right. So my advice to everybody out there, if you have a firearm, get training. Okay? Mm. Do not just fucking... Just because you have a firearm doesn't mean you're armed. Okay? Right. It's like, you can go out and buy a guitar. It doesn't make you a fucking musician. So mm. me, me uh, and Wood, fair enough. we're not gun guys. We don't mm-hmm. own guns. No. We don't touch guns. All that shit. Mm-hmm. But you hear and seeing like the movies. I, I was watching this fucking movie. I can't remember. The guy walked up behind him, and I'm gonna yeah. use movies to oh, help yeah, you yeah, with yeah, real life. Because most people have their education through movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's where we're at. So the guy walks up behind him. He puts a gun to the back of the guy's head, and the guy backs up. The guy with the gun to his head backs up till he hits the wall, and he turns around, and takes the gun from the other guy. Yeah. I and I remember reading something, and gun. Gun is dangerous close. Knife, no. Gun is dangerous far away. Knife is dangerous close. Yeah. Is there any fact to that? Oh, if you have the training. If you have the training. So there are guys out there that are with knives that are like, holy shit. You don't want to get that guy within fucking arm's length or any length from you because they'll carve you up before you can blink, right? Okay. But mm. it takes training. So the, yeah. the average person's going out and buying whatever weapon... Okay. You ever seen the YouTube videos of the fat white boys with the fucking samurai swords? No, sir. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, where they chop like uh, yeah. uh, water bottles. Water, and yeah, watermelons. watermelons and shit. And shit. <laughs> I'm just like, dude. It's hilarious. It's fucking probably. hilarious, right? It's like, dude. Okay, if a if a fucking if a real life samurai was to see that he would he would he would cut your fucking head off. Okay, for, the, for dishonoring that fucking weapon, right? So it is. Uh, it is incumbent upon you as a gun owner or whatever that you get the training. Okay. You can have that firearm all you want, but you become more of a liability to yourself and your family if you don't have the training. Mm. Now, once you have the training and you're competent with that weapon, and when I say competent, I mean you are present in a situation where you're, you are, you know, if somebody's breaking into your house or trying to jack your car, whatever it is, okay? Mm. You are paying attention to that, and you don't have to think about your weapon because you are so in tuned with it that it is part of you. Mm. If somebody's going to get a gun for the first time, and mm-hmm. by somebody I mean me, okay. and in the secondary I mean wood. If we're going to buy a gun, what type of gun should we buy? Okay, well, the first thing I'd ask you is what, what it, what's your purpose for it? Uh, what about just, uh, just uh, like protection? Fam- like protection in my home, right? Protection in the home. 
Yeah, okay. in, yeah, in the house. Yeah. You don't want to take it out. You just want to keep have it in the home in case yeah. somebody breaks in. Right. Yeah. yeah. Still your Xbox. What do you mean, or take something? it out? Like, yeah. take... <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm not going to the the supermarket with it right now. Okay. The first okay. step is protection in my home. He's not. I'm going to take it to the movie theater because of that asshole. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, in Colorado. Yeah. I, I want to carry it with me. Okay. So what would I have? So go wood first and go me. Okay. So so first of all. Make sure you're you're uh, covered in your your state's laws, right? So here in Utah, if you're going to carry uh, concealed carry, you got to get a license for that, right? So make sure you get all that stuff taken care of. Wood. What do you mean a license? Concealed weapons license. Oh, that's oh, different so than my gotta, driver's license. Yeah, it's different than your driver's. So you got to <laughs> you got to you got to go to a course. You got to learn that the that laws. Came with and, your license. Yeah. And all okay. That. Yeah. All right. Okay, and then and then you uh, then you can uh, once it's all approved, you can officially carry a concealed firearm in the state of Utah, so, right? Okay. Okay, right. but you can't just carry around a concealed firearm uh, without this license. Otherwise, you're fucked. <laughs> if okay. you get caught, I mean, that's a that's yeah, your that, ass. That's your ass, right? Okay. So, um, but w- um, would I would say uh, probably something like a shotgun. Mm, if you're not going to take okay. it anywhere, just get yourself a shotgun with some buckshot. Now that I know, I've heard the thing where you're supposed to have this this recipe where you put some buckshot and some birdshot in there, so you can scare them or you. I mean, None time, of it makes sense out, to Mr. me. Time out, Mr. RC. Uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Do, I don't know what buckshot or birdshot is. Okay, so All bir- I understood was shotgun and shoot. Okay, so birdshot is like this really fine uh, little tiny BBs of is lead that shot. What they go like they like do duck hunting. Yeah. And so if you want to shoot a bird, with. if you want to shoot a bird with like a big old shotgun, that's what you use. It's really. Okay, I don't think. A bird's breaking into his house. No, no. So, but some people, some people like the bird shot because it hits them. It's not lethal immediately, but it'll scare them off, right? I think that's stupid. If you're to the point where you racked a shotgun and somebody's still coming into your house, it's time. It's game over. Oh, fuck a bird shot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fuck so a bird shot. you're going right. buckshot, which I go, is I go. Uh, that's a bigger ball. So, like, you got mm. double up buck, which usually buckshot has. Is. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So you got like uh, it's like a thirty something caliber bullet, and you got like nine of them. Like little mm. lead balls, right? Um, you can go. There's all different kinds. You got number four uh, or number one uh, buckshot, all the way up to like triple up buck. Is so. this what on the movies these guys come out? And they're like boom, and yeah. then blast them through the, the yeah, exactly, wall and exactly. Like which, that? which is completely inaccurate because <laughs> because if you're gonna launch somebody uh, with a firearm, then whoever shot it is gonna launch backwards the other way because you know the equal and opposite reaction. Oh type yeah, stuff, yeah. You know? yeah. I met my first group of hillbillies I met. Yeah. Ever in my life. I remember going shooting mm-hmm. and I was gonna shoot a shotgun. Uh-huh. And they're like, Oh, you hold it like this and they had it away from my shoulder. Like, yeah, you gotta point it way oh, out. They were there. fucking with you. Yeah, no, they <laughs> fucked with me. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Yeah, hold it away from your shoulder. And I shot that bitch and that shotgun shot back into my shoulder uh-huh. and about disconnected my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. life from my shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you get when you're dealing yeah. with fucking Dude, when you're shooting white a, hillbillies. When you're shooting a heavy recoiling long gun, you pull that fucker into your into your shoulder. Well, I, yeah, learned yeah. That, I learned that shortly after yeah, the shortly bruise after, went down on my <laughs> Which, you know, you could hold a second that, one. I've never understood that as these people who want to get other people into the shooting sports. It, fucking it's with fucking them. with them, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, we need to get more women shooters. Then why are you fucking having them shoot this twelve gauge shotgun? Yeah. And fucking with, yeah, them. And tell them to hold it, it uh, nine yeah. inches from the shoulder. You should be starting yeah. it with a twenty two or something and work Tw- them up. Okay, man. so twenty gauge, ten, or, I'd go twelve, 12 gauge. gauge versus twenty gauge. What's the What's difference? The difference? So Which the, one's bigger? So, Which one's turn? So the 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 smaller in number the gauge goes, the bigger the the bigger it is, and it's it's got some kind of measurement. It wait. is weird. It goes so, back to measurement, some English measurement, and I don't know. So it's like saying I have a seven inch dick, which is really big. As opposed to I have a 14 inch dick, which is really small. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's huh. centimeters and, and inches. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so the the bigger the number, the smaller the the bullet. The, yes. The smaller the number, the bigger the. That's bullet. in gauges. That's in shotgun gauges. Oh, gauge. Okay. 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 So it's different okay. if we're the rest of it. So 
I would just get a 12 gauge, get yourself a Remington A70 or a Mossberg 590, put buckshot in it, and that's probably going to do what you got to do. Okay, just for that's in home protection. That's, that's in home protection. Okay, okay. So now, uh, now Keith. Yes, sir. Okay, so uh, you want to take a gun. So you want something you can use here, but you want to take it to a movie theater or the grocery store. Yes. In case that one fucking crazy white kid that just fucking snaps. <laughs> they're, okay. coming. They're, they're coming. They're, yeah. they're out there. You uh, said it yourself. Yeah, well, they're out there. They're, dude, there's some crazy bitches out there, right? So um, got his mom's fucking little twenty two out of her purse. And okay. He's coming for you, Keith. He's coming uh-huh. for you. Okay, so... There's this big. There's always been this big caliber debate uh, going mm-hmm. around nine millimeter, forty, forty five, blah blah blah. Right? Defensive. Okay. I remember a movie called My Blue Heaven. Steve yes. Martin. Yes. And he talked about shooting somebody with. You know the yeah, movie. Yeah. He's, he's talking about shooting somebody with twenty two. Yeah, yeah. And it bounces around in their skull. Yeah. Because it goes in, but it can't come out, so it just decimates yeah. your brain. Yeah, that works. Yeah. That that oh that, that works. works. That does work. Uh, but, okay. <laughs> but, right. so let me ask you this though. Yikes. So you're in a you're in a gunfight with somebody, and they're moving, and you're moving. And your stress is up, and you're fucking fighting for your life. Are you mm. going to have the presence of mind to shoot him in the eyeball or something with a little twenty-two right? Probably not. Probably mm. not. So you're going to want to go with something that's big enough, bring enough gun to stop a human being, okay? But not so big that you can't control the recoil, or you wouldn't love to carry it because it's so big it's uncomfortable to carry it. Right? Okay. Mm. So a lot of people, oh, you got to get yourself a forty-five and all that. Okay. So there's been a lot of misconceptions and a lot of uh, miseducation about the different calibers. Okay. So first of all, with a handgun. Unless you're going up into the really big, like, 44 Magnum, 500 Smith & Wesson, you know, guns. 44 Magnum, that's Clint Eastwood. That's Clint Eastwood yeah, shit right there. That's some dirty, hairy shit right there. Okay. But you're talking about defensive handguns, like 9mm, 40, 45, 357 SIG, all that shit, right? There's not a goddamn difference between any of them when it comes to actually stopping human beings. Okay, so it's all shot placement and bullet penetration. So that what that means is you're hitting them in the right spot, and the bullet's going deep enough to get to uh, organs and causing shock and blood loss. Okay, that's that's basically all it is, okay? And that's why handguns are inferior to shotguns and rifles because they cause, with their velocity, they cause a lot more damage and cause a lot more shock and blood loss faster, which incapacitates the assailant faster. That's why we like rifles. Plus, they're more accurate, longer, and all that stuff. And I, I love the way he said assailant. Yeah, yeah. assailant. Yeah, I mean, assailant. Proper. Oh, already you're on Dateline. Um, he broke into my house. I didn't know who he was. It turned, out, it, it turned out it was your husband. Well, he had a mask on. He's an assailant. Okay. Yeah. My, my, he looked like a white kid from a high school. I was like, no, it's on, man. It's on. Yeah. So... Uh, Oh, fuck, everybody's going to think I hate white people. <laughs> so, uh, no, just white which, teenagers. Which, no, which is bullshit because I hate all people. Just okay. so you know, I hate them all. Okay, just so, to clarify. I've been but, all over the world. I hate them all. <laughs> so any, any handgun is perfect for no, what? No, no. So I would say your, your, best, your best bet is a 9mm, and you put defensive ammunition in it, like uh, a federal HST, a bonded hollow point. So when it hits the jacket, which is the, the copper jacket that's the bullet, and the, inside the, the that's the tip part. That's the tip part. And inside the tip part, there's a lead core. Uh-huh. What they do is they bond those together so they don't separate in the body. Oh boy! Or they mm-hmm. have to go through a windshield, or it goes through a car, or it goes through a wall, or whatever, right? So it stays together and it penetrates deep enough. If you have bullet, if you have core jacket separation, it doesn't penetrate far enough into the body. It doesn't cause shock and blood loss, and your bad guy keeps coming at you, right? Mm. So what you're looking for is um, is something that's going to penetrate far enough. Going with a nine millimeter. It's going to have less recoil, and you can put more bullets in it. Then, like, if you got a forty-five, it's going to have more recoil, and it's going to have less bullets in it. What is recoil? That's the recoil. That's, that's, that's the shotgun. That's, that's the, the shotgun. That's the kick, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, if you get yourself a great big-ass forty-five, and but it's, you know, 100 degrees outside, and you've got to go to the, the grocery store, and it's hard to conceal it, you're going to fucking take it with you? You're probably yeah. going to leave it in your car, right? Okay. And then it's not there when you need it, right? right. So 
I would, you know, having been around a little bit and seen a few things, I would say um, I've seen people shot with a forty-five right through their middle, right through the fucking chest that ran hundreds of yards. Okay, and then I've seen people hundreds shot of yards? hundreds of yards before they collapsed. Hmm. And then I've seen people shot with a thirty-two auto that fucking dropped right there because of the shot placement. Okay. Okay, hmm. or because there's also the physiological and the psychological effects, right? Hmm. Why are the guns in millimeters? Why? How come it's not in like? Um, what is that? It's metric and standard. 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 Yeah. So it depends. So the military uses the metric system. Right. So it's all, you know, five, five, six millimeters, seven, six, two millimeter, whatever. And then the American civilian public uses the standard system. So 45 or. or oh, so, so, so the, both so the 40 nine, and 45 are standard. Yeah. And the, then obviously a nine because of the yeah. nine millimeter. So the nine right? millimeter started its its career, if you want to call it that, uh, right around World War One in Germany, I think it was the, the nine millimeter Luger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that it's been a, it was a European cartridge for decades before it came over here. What's the 357? Um, that's a revolver round and it's basically like a 38, but it's longer and you can put more powder in it. It's pretty powerful. Okay. And then I heard of one, let me pull this up. A desert Eagle. <laughs> yeah. What is that? <laughs> what kind of bullet is that? Oh, so it's an Israeli gun, semi-automatic, yeah. right? And they kind of made their bones back in the eighties. Uh, they, it's a semi-automatic handgun shooting 44 Magnum or a 357 Magnum Right, and they've got like a fifty action express. They made it in some different calibers, but basically, it's a big ass fucking gun. <laughs> fifty shoot. action express. Yeah. it's a fifty right. caliber bullet that goes really fucking fast. All right, oh. that'll do the job. That'll probably do the job, but, but that's not for somebody to carry on them. No, no, no. Not unless you're like, carrying that bitch n- around at the no, store. Okay, if you're Shaquille O'Neal, you'd probably get away with it. <laughs> oh, okay. If okay. you're a big ass motherfucker, big in the hands, hand, big, big body. Yeah. Exactly. You know, somebody that you know, you fucking like shaking hands with a dinner plate, right? <laughs> and then that that would probably be a good a good gun for you, but for the average person dude I'm, I'm telling you right now it's like because uh, i used to be the back in the 90s and even into the 2000s i was like god's a 45 or nothing right yeah. but it turns out that it doesn't fucking matter it's all shot placement and bullet penetration and with the new ammunition that's out there that you can get it doesn't matter because i said imagine it advances pl- as as mm-hmm. everything advances so does so do weapons yes. i mean they don't mm-hmm. just Oh well, look. This was created in mm-hmm. 1954, so that's where it's at. It, I imagine it progresses and advances, and everything. Uh-huh. Else. Things get better. You've said shot placement several mm-hmm. times, so yes. you practice a lot. Yes. All right. You have three girls. You said. Uh huh. And you have obviously a wife, and you got the girl dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You, yep. You're surrounded by estrogen. You oh, don't fuck test yeah. It's a sea of estrogen, dude. Do, do you take them all out and show them how to shoot? I've done it once, but uh, there's no ranges around here to take them. You can take them to indoor ranges. But it's so fucking loud, and the guy next to you is shooting a 50 Action Express, and, you know, so, uh, no, I, I've been bad about that. I need to get to get the girls out and shoot more, but... You're comfortable with guns, then? No, or they're they... fine. They're comfortable with them being around, but they don't handle them, because uh-huh. they've been taught from an early age, mm-hmm. you don't fuck with guns. You don't touch them. They don't touch them. A no. revolver, you don't have to clean. No, you need to clean it. What, how do you, if the If the... The, the jimmies, this, this, yeah. the shells. <laughs> What's the fuck's it called? The little capsules, shell, right? Yeah, the rounds. They stay there, the rounds. They stay yeah. in there. So what do you need to clean? You need to clean the barrel, you know, the board, the inside of the barrel. It's going to get all leaded up and with copper and lead and carbon. Do you, do you know about ballistics? A little bit. All right, so each each barrel has like a different... Twist? Tw- yeah, it's going to have lands oh. and grooves, right? And that's mm-hmm. how they do it. Again, you're talking to a Dateline 48 Hours Mystery IDTV. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do, you, do you like football, Keith? Yes, sir. Okay, so you know when you put a spiral in that football, a nice tight spiral, and yes, it's sir. more accurate? So it's the same thing with the barrel of a gun, right? Okay. So if it's got a good spiral in the barrel, uh-huh. twists and grooves, lands okay. and grooves, right? 
that's what grabs the bullet when it's going down the barrel and t- puts a spin on it, and that's what creates the accuracy. When it comes out the barrel, then it hits the side of the barrel. Yeah, it actually engages the lands and grooves of the, the little the grooves inside the barrel. Uh-huh. Uh, it engages those as it's going down the barrel. It's being propelled by those gases we talked about, the expanding gases from okay. the cartridge. Mm-hmm. It's pushing that through your barrel. The bullet is engaging the lands and grooves and making it twist. When it leaves the barrel, it's twisting, and that's what gives us its accuracy. Damn. That's, so it's just spinning down. Mm-hmm. Can, can you bend a bullet? There was a movie out where they shot, and they moved a gun, and it made it go like around people <laughs> behind that's, her. That's before Angelina Jolie turned into... Oh, uh, that, that, yeah, yeah. she was in it. Is that yeah, that's, that's before she turned into Cruella DeVille, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Uh. Um, no, that's not possible. You can't do that. No, I, and I in fact, I saw, I saw a Mythbusters where they tried it, and uh, all, the, all the accomplishes almost shooting each other, so... Okay. <laughs> Because they're can't. trying to whip it. They're trying they're... to whip it, but once the bullet leaves, it's uh, you have no control over that. So, mm, mm, mm. so yeah, it's, uh, no, it's you know, any like I again, I say, if you've seen it on the TV and movies, it's wrong until proven otherwise. Because they, what they're doing is they're either they're either trying to make uh, push an agenda, or they're just doing it for pure entertainment, pure you know, wow factor, right? And with no regard to what reality is. What was mm-hmm. it? So mm-hmm. Sam Colt, was that the first repeating revolver? Samuel Colt? Yeah. Th- yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm, I didn't mean to disrespect wow. him. Oh, yeah. Sam? Yeah. yeah I, I called him Sam. He said yeah. Samuel, uh-huh. so yeah. obviously I had to respect him. Yeah. So Samuel Colt, is that the first um, repeating revolver? Is that the one that changed the West and all that shit? I think, yeah, he was one of them. So you have you have Samuel Colt, which came out with the uh, the Peacemaker and all that, the, the revolver. That was the one where you shoot it and it clicks over to the next yeah, one you so shoot Yeah, so you got again? the cylinder in there with the different bolt. Yeah, what'd you call them, Jimmy's? Yeah, yeah, there, right? <laughs> yeah. So you cock the hammer back, and the Jimmy comes in, right? So yeah, this, he made that, and then you got—I uh, uh, can't remember what Winchester's first name was—but uh, he made the repeating rifle, you know, the lever action rifle, and all that stuff. So he's the one that had a crazy ass wife that went yes. out to San Diego and built that fucking house. Yes, yeah. yeah. And then she saw. She said she saw ghosts of all the victims of the right, Winchester. Right, yeah, right, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went to that house. Man. What, what was the first gun? You know, I don't know. It's—I it, think it dates way back to like ancient China. Because they're the ones mm. that came up with the gunpowder. Gunpowder, yeah. yeah. And mm. so I think it started off with them just like loading like tubes or something. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, honestly, if you think about it, it kind of predates back to like fireworks and stuff, I think. Okay. Yeah, so so mm. the, the innovators were Sam Colton Winchester back in the day. Well, it goes, it goes, I mean, yeah. So back in the old Wild West, you got those two. Um, and then when you get into the turn of the century and, you know, from the 1800s to the 1900s, you got uh, John Browning who made the, the 1911. He's from your hometown. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, he uh, he designed the M two fifty caliber machine gun, which is still in use today, over a hundred years of service. Same wing, mm. same the same it's fucking the, build he had. It's the same gun. They've updated it. They've made it better, but it's the same design. So wow. that, that's still in service. The nineteen eleven, which some special operations units still use, the forty five. I don't know what that is. Who made a nineteen eleven? John Browning. It's like uh, you know Browning World too. War two. Mm. You watch World War two, and any American troop that's using a pistol, that's a nineteen eleven. Oh wow! Is it silver? Um, it can be. It can be silver. Uh, the military ones are like black. Why is it called a mm. 1911? Because it was the year it was. Uh, it kind of got its, its patent. It was 1911. So uh, even in 2020, you you could still buy a 1911. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you can buy a 2020 1911. Yeah, yeah. You betcha. <laughs> 2020 1911 in 2021. Do you yep. own one of those? <laughs> I own a couple. Yeah. Do you have one on you so I can look at? No, I don't have a 1911. Okay. No. Right. <laughs> I used to carry 1911s uh, a lot, but. They're heavy. They only hold eight, seven, eight rounds, and uh, I kind of got sick of 
they're old world technology. If you got to get them fixed, it takes a gunsmith to like hand mm. fit the part. I was like, I'm just going to use a Glock or something where I can, you know, it costs $400 for the gun and then I can fix it myself. <laughs> All right, yeah. That's my question. And what's the simplest handgun? What's, what's the one I cannot take care of because mm. what's I'm, the Walmart, I'm lazy? What's the Walmart of handguns? Okay, so. Nice, nice, Wood. Yeah, yeah so. Okay. If you go out, if you, if you pay under $400 for a gun, you're done fucked up. Mm. You're done fucked you know, up. You're done fucked up because if you go cheap. Uh, there's an old expression that says buy cheap, buy twice. Okay. If you buy a cheap-ass gun. <laughs> I've heard that. If you buy a cheap-ass gun or a cheap-ass car or a cheap-ass tool or whatever, it's going to break on you. It's not going to do the job, and you're mm-hmm. going to back out buying something else, right? Okay. Yeah. So, and in this case, you buy a cheap-ass gun, and it fails on you in a gunfight. Guess what? You're fucking, you're fucked, right? You don't get a chance. You don't get if, you're chance. Yeah, if you're alive, you don't get a chance to buy another one, right? So, I would say that um, uh, something like a Glock, um, they're not perfect, but, you know, it's like the AK-47 of handguns. Like, hmm. like any dumbass can pick it up and use it. Okay. Okay. So they're pretty reliable, especially the new Gen 5s are pretty reliable and you don't really need to take care of them that much. But having said that, it's a tool. It's like your car. You got to have an oil change once in a while. You got to, if you don't take care of it, eventually it's going to fail on you. Right. Okay. So, but the Glock, you know, a Glock has a polymer, polymer, like a plastic lower, you know, with a grip. And then the top, the slide is made out of steel. Plastic? Yeah. Doesn't it get hot? No. No, wow. all the heat's up in the slide, mm. up where the barrel is and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it would, uh, they, they tend to be more reliable and they work pretty good. But again, any machine can fail if you don't take care of it. All right, you. Here you are. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm going to put you, you're fucking commando right now. Mm-hmm. You're John Rambo. Okay. You, just, you just fell out the fucking helicopter <laughs> uh-huh. and you need a fucking gun. You fell in the gun house, you know, and mm-hmm. they got the, all these guns and they're getting a gun. What gun are you grabbing? You see all these fucking guns. You see the Glock. Mm-hmm. You see the 1911. You see that other Frankenstein one you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. You got all that shit. What gun are you grabbing? Handgun. A handgun? Probably, uh, probably a Glock 17. Wow. Seven, 17. If you're, now, are you talking about I'm going into combat here? You're just grabbing a gun. Okay. Uh, and probably like a Glock 19, because you can use it for both uh, um, more of a tactical sense, and you can conceal it better. Hmm. All right. And you, didn't you say the combat? So what are you going with then on the combat? Well, so a handgun is nothing more than a, a backup. Okay. Damn. So... I would go with a Glock 17, right? Shit is going bad in your yeah. life, huh? You know, seriously. He's like a backup. And yeah. Fucking yeah. yeah. Well, that's if, if your rifle fucking, if you run out of ammo or you have a malfunction or you get into a tight area where you can't use a rifle, then you want to have a handgun, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would go probably go with the Glock just because I know how they work. They're pretty reliable and, and uh, they're pretty simple. Okay. The uh, rifle? Uh, rifle uh, depend. So there's there's just so many variables here, dude. Are you talking about I'm in the middle of a jungle somewhere? Do, do I have access to supplies? I mean, what what am I doing here? Holy shit! Would pick one. I don't. Uh, you fell into your home right uh-huh. now, and you lost your remote control. Shit's going mm-hmm. sideways. And because, there's a guy in your garage. Oh, there's like some Red Dawn shit going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Wolverines. Yeah. Okay. I'd probably, uh, so I'm in my house. I've got all my fucking access to all my shit. So oh, I'm probably going to grab my LWRC 6.8. You know, he, he, I don't even I, understand. I never heard that. of that. It sounds like a fucking uh, race car to I me. I think he uh, made it up. We'll just go with it. Uh, LWRC <laughs> is, uh, it's a company out of Maryland that makes military grade and law enforcement grade mil- uh, weapons, right? Rifles for the most part. And uh, a 6.8 is a 6.8 millimeter SPC. It's a... Uh, it's a round that fits in the same size as like a smaller AR-15, uh-huh. but it's got a lot of whoop-ass yeah, behind it. Yeah, okay, yeah. You said your oldest is 12 years old? 13. 13. I 
pity her in about four or five years. <laughs> the person she brings home. Uh-huh, and people always uh-huh. talk about cleaning your fucking guns and shit. Please don't put a gun to this young man's head and ask him uh, what no. his social security number no, is. You know what I'm going to do? There's, I, they I can, have they, no idea. They can be no fucking guns. There's going to be me and a wife beater. Uh-huh. Okay, and it's going to be stained, too, with like yeah. fucking ravioli sauce yeah, and got shit, him. right? Got yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, going to be stained. So, uh, I'm going to look like fucking Samuel Jackson in that movie <laughs> with the wife beater and his hair sticking up, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to invite that. What's that, Black Moon snake yeah, or some yeah, shit? Yeah. 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 I'm going to invite that little fucker in, uh-huh. and we're going to have pizza, Uh-huh. and then I'm going to wait till he's got his pizza, and I'm going to fucking eat his pizza off his plate and look him straight in his fucking eye, right? That's yeah. a power play I'm right there. Power play and mind yeah, games, all 100. percent You don't yeah. need a fucking gun to get in somebody's head. No, no. You, yeah. you don't. No, no. No. So I, we're we're yeah. about to wrap this up, but I wanna I want to ask you about because I hear and if mm-hmm. anyone listens to media mm-hmm. and the news and all that, AR-15. Uh-huh. A lot of people have the misconception that that stands for assault rifle. Yeah. What is AR? AR stands for uh, Armalite. And where does that come from? Armalite was the first company that made the M16. So when Eugene Stoner designed it, it was Armalite. You talked about him early. He's yeah, a, Eugene Stoner designed it. Is he still alive? Uh, I think he died. Him and Kalashnikov. Kalashnikov is the one that uh, Andreev Kalashnikov designed the AK-47 after uh-huh. World War II. And so they both designed their weapons. Uh, the iconic AR-15 or M16 and the AK-47 were designed approximately in the same mm. era. Okay. So uh, Kalashnikov died, and uh, I think Eugene Stoner died as well. They both died. So, gun, gun violence, mm-hmm. guns don't kill people, people can pe- kill people. That's you. Yeah, to a degree. So To a degree. Let's talk about the degree. So, here, here, here's the thing. So, I'm a, I'm a Second Amendment guy, okay? Um, you can have my guns after they're empty. And That's apparently nice and hot. <laughs> Take it on my gold, gold, my dead, cold fingers. dead hands. Well, and guess what? I'm not going to get dead just hanging out. It's, there's going to be some serious ramifications if you come for, you know, if you try and violate my rights, right? However... There are some stipulations here. You have to be responsible, okay? Part of being uh, an American, in my view, is being responsible, taking, being able to take care of yourself, and one of those things is self-defense, right? But if you're an irresponsible asshole that doesn't take care of their, their business, doesn't take care of their shit, don't fucking get a gun, okay? I don't want you to have your fucking gat in a car and get it stolen and have that gun used in a robbery later. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. I want, if you get a gun, you make sure it's secure, you're responsible for that fucking weapon, dude. Okay, fairly simple. Would you leave a power saw laying around where kids can get it? Or a fucking nail gun? Yeah, I always unplug and put my saws away. Yeah. When my kids go, yeah. Yeah. the saws go. It's the same thing with a weapon, right? You make sure that that shit is secure, and it's your responsibility, okay? If I make a batch of margaritas, I always make sure they're secure Uh and and put away so the kids don't get them. (laughs) Would you know that? Yeah. Yeah. I'll put the margaritas on top of the refrigerator where the kids can't get them. Exactly. That's what I do. Yeah, And and then on top of it, get yourself some fucking training. Okay. Get some, you don't have to be commando. You don't have to be John Rambo crawling through the grass or, you know, or whatever. But you need to get some basic firearms training so that you're safe and effective in using that gun. Because when you're under stress... You don't have to be Tackle Bear. Is it Tackle Bear? Tackle Bear. From Police Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Uh, My favorite guy. My favorite guy was the guy that made all the sound effects, though. Michael Winslow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That guy was fucking awesome, dude. (laughs) (laughs) That's the same generation. Mm. So you talk about training. You talk about going and getting gun safety courses. Yeah. So learn how to clean the motherfucker. Learn how to care for the motherfucker. Get a safe. So unlike yeah, unlike naming it. Unlike the military, I don't know how the army is, (laughs) but the Marine Corps was like you had to Q-tip clean that bitch. It had to be fucking you know like no carbon. You don't need. That's not necessary okay you can just wipe them down get the big stuff out of there and make sure the lubricator properly right that for cleaning for for training 
Okay, you can go to, there's a lot of gun shops around here, like uh, down in Salt Lake County, like the Armory, places like that, that I think they offer instruction. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's a lot of companies that offer instruction. You don't, like I said, you don't need to go do gunfighter training, but you should at the very least get some sort of training of how to load it, unload it safely, how to shoot it, the basics of marksmanship. Understand the weapon in your hand. Understand the weapon. Would you fucking go swinging a hammer around? You didn't understand what the fucking hammer was? Right. Okay, so get training, okay? And... Once you get into it, maybe it's something that you'll like, and then you can advance and do more fucking cool-ass mm -hmm. training, right? Mm -hmm. But you got to learn how to crawl before you can walk. All right, so all the shit that's going on right now, you're not concerned about, though, because you know you and yours are going to eat. Because I'm confident, I'm confident in my ability to protect my yeah. family, right? That's what I'm talking about. And I, it's, the pe <laughs> it's, the people, it's the people who don't prepare. It's the people who don't think about these eventualities. It's the people who don't uh, have extra food and extra toilet paper on mm -hmm. hand or whatever, mm -hmm. that when the shit goes sideways, they're the ones that become the problem. Because suddenly now they're hungry, and suddenly now they're right, the ones that right. are fucking, and now they're the ones out looting and fucking creating all the havoc, right? Are you a reloader? Yes. You so did you get the shells off the gun range and yeah, pack yeah. them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reload the my ammunition and mul so the the big lie is that you start reloading to save money. That's horseshit. Um, <laughs> because by the time you get done with all the equipment and you really get into it, it does. That you don't save money, but it's fun. It's like it's like a hobby. It's like you know when you know how people like knit or you know dudes work on cars or they have a hobby that kind of keeps them keeps their hands busy mm -hmm. and kind of keeps them from going fucking stir crazy yeah that, for me that's like reloading all right huh, so i noticed all your tattoos there mm -hmm. all right any gun tattoos you got any tattoos that are pertinent to your time in military or they yeah just... so i don't have any specific like gun tattoos uh, but the one on the back of my left arm is my saw gunner. So a saw is a squad automatic weapon. That's what I, one of the weapons I carried in the Marine Corps was a saw, an M249. Uh -huh. It's a machine gun. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what that is. Did you name that one? No. <laughs> you never named your weapons? No, they're okay. just a big heavy bitch that I had to fucking carry around and clean. You Got know, it. And then, I've been there. And then this guy here is uh, one of my tactical guys with a, an LWRC 6.8 right there. <laughs> so, and this guy here is my Roman soldier, which kind of pays homage to the fact that I'm, a, I'm Italian. Yes. Mm. Okay, um, from the central Italian Can area. Can I see that one? Yeah. Oh, his face right there. Yeah. Okay. So he's in a, uh, and then the soldier part, and I made sure it's a soldier, not an officer, because mm. I was never a fucking officer. I, I worked for a living, right? Nice. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, he's, so it's a Roman soldier, which pays homage to the whole military concept right. of my life, wow. right? And then the shield is the 20th legion that fought the Celts. In uh, in Scotland, um, England area, about two what almost two thousand years ago. Like wow, Wood, Woods family came from. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. part of my family, the, the white trash part of my family yeah. came from Ireland, and so, so, yeah. Yeah. We're, so we're English. Look yeah. at Wood, because yeah. I, I wasn't over there. Okay, yeah. that yeah. was Wood. You didn't want to be there any of them. The uh, the Romans built the Hadrian's Wall to keep the Celts away from them because they were what, such savages. What are the numbers for? I see that number up there, that nine four one one. And the um, O three one one. If you don't mind talking about that, O three. So O three eleven is my MOS in the Marine Corps. It was a rifleman. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, that's your job, right? And then the other one is thirty eight CFR ninety four eleven, the Code of Federal Regulations. That's for PTSD. That's when when you get rated by the VA. That's what they rate you as, and, and that. Oh, oh wow! Shit, Damn. you embraced it then. Yeah, yeah. And then this is Mullen Lave. That's the you remember the. Um, the 300, the Spartans. Yes. At the Gates of Fire, the, uh -huh. the yeah. Battle of Thermopylae. That's what that means. Come and get them. When, okay. When... And you've got a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's, <laughs> that's my not sugar. Let's not gloss over that yeah. thing. Oh, well, my friends call. Oh, was that your fucking gecko? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. The reason I got the T-Rex is when I was really going through some really bad mental stuff. Okay. Um, 
there was a period, there was a night I had a dream where there was this goddamn T-Rex chasing me, mm. right? And then wow. for some reason, I was able to tame it, right? <laughs> and it was like my pet. And I was able to sick him on my neighbors and shit. And that was That's the, perfect. That was the yeah. fucking coolest. That's perfect. And so for me, that was, that was kind of a, uh, that was me fighting back and maybe conquering yes. the mental mm-hmm. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what the Tyrannosaurus Rex represents. Plus, I think the T-Rex is fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Except I, for it could never clap. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay, he can't clap or, you know, do, or, do, uh, do question, or do questionable things on the internet. You know? I love that because, you know, here you are, you're a Marine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a gun guy. You can kill people five times before they hit the fucking ground. Mm. And you're talking about mental health, which mm. is beautiful because people, yeah. you need to take care of your fucking mental yeah, health, man. You, you especially, especially in these times, whether yeah. or not you're getting along with your significant other, I am so fucking drunk. Mm. Whether or not you're getting along with whomever's in your home, yeah. you understand yeah. what I mean? Reach out for help. And yeah. our mental health experts, yeah. we had, January we had the uh, family therapist on. Reach out to people yeah. like that and get some help. Yeah. What with that? Is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. RC, is that mm. what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. And let me say, so they say, well, what about the World War II generation? They didn't get any help. I say, yeah, well, they drank. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And, and they beat their wives. And they beat their wives. And, and their and kids. Then, and their kids. And the violence that came from World War II that, that translates down into the neighborhoods and the family uh, from that is because they didn't get help. They didn't have help. It was it, you came home and you sucked it up and you went to work, right? It's yeah. not natural to go through the things that you and your fellow comrades went not. through mm-hmm. and not deal with that shit. No. Right. You know no. what I mean? It's okay to be vulnerable and reach out for help. Yeah. yeah. It is. And yeah. you can still be a badass. You can still be a tough motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You can still, again, kill people five times before they hit the ground. Mm-hmm. It's, that's not a, 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 a validation of you or, or indicator no. of who no. you are. No. Go out and, you know, no. well, and you get know up what? and kick ass again. And a lot of the mental illness stuff can be chemicals. Yes. It's completely out of your control, and it depends on your genetics. It can depend on your situations. It can depend on your childhood if you got traumatic stuff in your childhood, and it works all the way through everything that you witness and is, and happens. I was to just you. gonna say, you've seen shit people shouldn't fucking see. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. You know? Yeah, and 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 guys, I I I hate to wrap this up on you, but um, mm-hmm. through part of this and through and now here at the end, we've talked a lot about mental mental health and mental illness, and it in and like RC said, it's it's not the schizophrenic; it's it's simpler than that. It's it's our veterans that are coming back, and don't forget about them. And and the, hell, even people now, we're all cooped up inside. Check yourselves. Check your neighbors. Check your friends. Everybody knows somebody that's been in the military. Chickity check yourself. <laughs> before you riggedy wreck yourself. You know what, guys? Go and check on your family. Go and check on your friends. Make sure they're okay. I know we're all isolated, but you, you can still call. You can FaceTime. Hell, we're so damn connected anymore. I can't stand half the people that I'm connected <laughs> with. So, guys, check it out. Um, please, please, please. Um, and I know that our listeners know somebody that is military, ex-military, or um, associated in some way. Share this episode with them because they're going to love it because we covered a lot of guns. We, co- we covered a lot of man shit in here. So, women, I'm sorry. But even if you're a uh, female and you love the guns, here we are. This is what we did this this week. I would like to think most females love the gun, just maybe not the ones <laughs> really? RC was talking they, about. They, <laughs> I think they prefer the pistol. But we're talking about guns. <laughs> Are we talking about the missile? Or? Not the repeat. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, uh, share this episode with uh, everybody out there. Remember, we always appreciate the rating and review on iTunes because that kind of helps bo- uh, boast us, it, boast us, boost us up. He's in, up. Yeah, whatever. 
in the rankings, and uh, we did hit 33 in the nation in entertainment news last yeah. week. Just for the record, I want to put that out there. So, guys, check it out. So, what you're saying? It's so what you're saying dot com. So, what you're saying at gmail dot com and anchor fm backslash. So, what you're saying? That's where we host this at. But we're on any podcast catcher out there that you can think of. That's where we're at. And with that, Keith and RC, I got to tell you guys today it was a pleasure get your ass in front of espn and watch the michael jordan documentary because he talks about hey this documentary makes me look like an asshole michael jordan after 10 fucking hours of watching you if this makes you look like an asshole guess what you are an (laughs) asshole yes you are we out